Hello and welcome to episode 246 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett. Uh, also with us today, we have Dan Whiteman, Gosh. Ashley Goff, Connor Palmer, Jack Blackton and Sean Shute joining us a little later. This is, I think, the most guests we've ever had at once on one podcast. So uh, we're going from there. Jack's actually asked me to add him in later to discuss uh, Seoul. So uh, we'll see how we go there. Um, this is kind of dedicated to being somewhat of a fans forum for deadline day. Some of us are happier than others, I think. <laughs> um, and I thought to kick us off, I've actually taken a sample of uh, people's tweets from during the window to see the range of emotion as to where we've gone from. And I thought if we kick us off, I do have one from Jack, uh, quite simply saying, oh, fuck me, inject liquid Lukaku into me, which <laughs> is, an, is an interesting request. That's a whole image. <laughs> um, I've got one from Connor here. At what point will the Dildo brothers decide to pull the plug on Zuma? I uh, yeah. Shocks, actually. Uh, that didn't happen. Uh, Steve, at one point, was comparing Emmy Martinez to Charles Manson. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, after he said he'd give his life for Messi. Um, Sean, as per, I'll celebrate Harry Stinks and Dyer leaving the club like new signings. Uh, Goff, in the midst of the transfer window, you were trying to uh, sell Ray-Ban sunglasses for twenty-four ninety-nine. <laughs> Um, and all the while TK was live tweeting Love Island so uh, we had a lot going on not a good look (laughs) Um, but to go straight in when I first started preparing these notes uh, we were going to open the episode by getting uh, both Goff and Connor uh, Harmer's uh, thoughts on Cristiano joining Man City Um, unfortunately that move didn't happen for most of us and he has instead returned to Old Trafford so, Goff, if we go to you first, what were you thinking on Thursday evening when it did look like the City move was all but done? Um, yeah, it it was just a bit, to be completely honest, it was a bit hurt, really. It's like, <laughs> you, could go any, you could go anywhere, just don't go there or Liverpool, please. Um, yeah, there was a lot of discussion in my office, obviously, Friday morning about it. I was getting ribbed quite a lot talks about me ripping my Ronaldo posters off the wall. Um, I've heard yeah. there's a smell of petrol from your house, Gov. No, I think, I think, yeah, with social media and things like Twitter, it gets a bit ridiculous, doesn't it? I think people take things too far. But um, I don't know, thinking about today, I was like trying to double guess myself and I was thinking like, was he even ever intended on going to City or was this all just, just basically designed for him to get a move to United? The stories we have, and if you kind of put the dots together, and I guess one of these things where we never really know, I think essentially you wanted to move away from Juventus. Much like Messi, you've probably got about three clubs in Europe that can afford him, being Man City, Man United, PSG, and Chelsea, actually. So uh, add them into the mix. Uh, They'd already said he wasn't going to go back to uh, Real Madrid. Barca, obviously, couldn't afford him. and I don't think he's ready to go to... uh, Qatar yet, and he can't go to America uh, without appearing in front of a judge. So he won't be going there anytime soon. Um, I messaged my dad at the time to say, uh, 
about the deal happening because I don't think he's got Fabrizio Romano's updates on. And he quite simply was saying, uh, oh, just uh, guarantees of uh, trophies and money, which seems pretty good guarantee for a footballer. But at what point, Goff, it must have been, from at least what I saw United fans, the second they kind of accepted the deal was happening, within the space of about 10 minutes, it just seemed to flip on its head completely. And you then have the realisation that you do have Ronaldo coming back. It was certainly a weird one. I remember, again, just sitting at work and obviously I think I'd personally accepted he was going to City yeah. by about three o'clock in the afternoon. I think I was just updating Twitter and obviously saw that we'd made like a, a last minute cheeky bid and I was like, well, that's a bit desperate on our part. But um, yeah, it looks like it's all worked out. We had the Ollie press conference where he was asked and he basically said, look, I don't think a Man United player should ever be going to Man City. And then he said, look, we've always been in contact with Cristiano. He knows if he was ever going to leave Juventus, then we're here. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I went to go and put a bet on Ronaldo to uh, go to United. I saw the odds at 3-1, to one, and I knew they were much higher during the day. I think at one point, City were 1-10. to 10. And from the time of me depositing the tenor on Sky Bet, it then already dropped to, uh, I think, six to four maybe and then within about 10 minutes after that you know I threw a one to five on and it seemed to happen very quickly I wondered when this deal happens and the deal is done so you're kind of past the initial excitement are you at all interested in the fee the wages etc or is it just a case of Ronaldo's back at Old Trafford yeah I think it's more the latter it's the same with with him or Messi, really. I think anyone would be lying if they said they wouldn't have them at their club. They wouldn't really give a shit about how yeah. much it costs or how much he's getting yeah. each week. It's, it's, it's one of the one of the two greatest of all time. You, you're going to have them at your club. I was sure. excited when we got Robbie Fowler back and he was basically semi-retired. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Dan, if we, if we bring you in, I thought, mm-hmm. if you look at Arsenal and the way that we kind of rely on Saka, Cristiano's purchase, it probably means a reduction in the minutes for Mason Greenwood somewhere along the line. I know there'll probably be games where they're all in together. Do you think, well, if you were a United fan, I suppose, would that concern you or do you value him getting to kind of learn under one of the goats, maybe at the expense of some Um, minutes? I think think, um, if I was in Ollie's shoes, I would... I'd make sure there's a balance there. Um, I would try and get Mason to learn off Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, but you, you've got to give the kid time as well, because I think I think there's a player in there. Um, he's, he's had a good start to the season so yeah. far. Um, I, I think it's important for the manager to, to find balance. And I would say the same for any club. If you've got someone that is coming in um, and you know, is a legend, has done great things in the game, you need to, you need to obviously give that I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna put Ronaldo on the bench, are you? It's it's guaranteed that he's gonna start at left wing or I don't know, potentially up top. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think Oli said he wants him through the middle, basically. I mean, if you put him through the middle, I reckon he could be deadly, absolutely deadly. I mean, provided he gets the service. But with Bruno behind him, I I think it, I think Man United could do bits this season. Yeah. Um, the same with Chelsea. Chelsea look a force. Um, but yeah, I think I think um, if I was a Man United fan, I wouldn't be concerned. 
I wouldn't be no. concerned. I'd say that he's got he's got a captain and a, and a leader in front of him to learn off. So no, I wouldn't be concerned. Uh, I don't think it will. I don't think it will hinder his development at all. No, Connor. If we uh, if we bring you in here, if you think of that United dressing room, you imagine most people in. We'll get to Lingard later, but I don't think anyone was happier than him by the looks of things. If there was anyone in that dressing room that perhaps is quietly unhappy that Ronaldo's come in, you think whether it's their minutes at stake that kind of thing. Is there anyone particularly you'd point to that maybe isn't as buzzing as everyone else? Well, I mean, yeah, I, obviously Lingard would be the first thing that's jumped into <laughs> my mind, clearly. Um, is, you know, he's going to sign there, and yes, they have, they have got many players that they can use, but realistically, you're not benching Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> player, you know, it's... it's yeah, it's one of those. He's, he's the biggest brand in football. Yeah, he, no one's gonna. Every, well, everyone's gonna have to make way for him. That's, that's just how it's oh, gonna go. Dan James, pretty swiftly. I guess they didn't fuck about with that one, did they? No, you've they, got... li- they literally just threw their puppy out on the street. Like, look, <laughs> yeah. this guy's a lot better. It's got to be Cavani who's the most pissed off. <laughs> I mean, the guy doesn't. Yeah. The guy doesn't want to be in Manchester anyway. He just had to give up his shirt. And now he's got to sit on the bench for him. Did they get 25 mil for Dan Jones? Yeah, that went through today. Oh, Actual robbery. That is <laughs> insane. So don't forget, don't forget Martial's insistence that he wants to play as a number nine as well. I don't think it's, <laughs> he's going to be ahead of Ronaldo I mean, and Cavani. If you were to ask who is the unhappiest in that dressing room, Martial could be the answer at any given time. Yeah, well, Jorge Mendes could be his wedding day. Who's unhappy, Martial? Jorge Mendes has been today trying to negotiate for Martial to be the Mbappe replacement. Seemingly, PSG aren't as enthused about that as uh, <laughs> strange. As, uh, the latest headline we've just had come up, and I imagine we'll have these throughout recording, is um, Wolves are now working on a deal to sign a uh, Bubakar Kamara from uh, Marseille. I know Chelsea were linked with him earlier in the window. Newcastle had a deal accepted earlier. And then um, that uh, GFFN's page said that he wasn't as sold on the move because he felt moving to Newcastle would be like just moving for the sake of it. So that's a ringing endorsement for them uh, trying to bring players through the door. But also does mean Renato Sanchez is probably uh, still wide open. You said about Cavani there, TK. And, uh, you mentioned the shirt number. Um, it does look like he is going to be able to get the number seven shirt. I think they're just processing that with the league. What confused me was they said there is precedence for doing this before, and Connor will know. They did this for Arnautovic to let him change numbers. So yeah. I understand maybe Ronaldo <laughs> kind of having that player power. I don't know if Arnautovic turned There is nothing more Arnautovic than that. <laughs> and he changed Arnautovic. like 21, wasn't it? Or something like that. He, he is the one player which... I. I get, I get. Players are always going to have an ego, but his was something else. <laughs> I, he actually thought he was probably on Ronaldo's level. Yeah, I, I, I thought that strange when I saw that um, pop up earlier. TK, um, a, a question I think we've spoken about previously. Um, a lot of the things about the kind of the goals that Ronaldo is going to bring to United, and much like Juventus, kind of anyone that says his time at Juventus wasn't a success, they go to his Wikipedia page and they bring up his appearances to goals. Mm. Yeah. So, obviously, he was good individually. He did promise him a Champions League when he went there. Obviously, not entirely his fault. Do you think 
that happens at United because people are already saying, well, is Bruno going to take the penalties and free kicks and so on? I'd like to see him ask Ronaldo to take one. <laughs> oh, can you imagine how humiliating that would be if he actually does like ask? And not, no, no, no. You, you go away, son. <laughs> Uh, I, I think there's a very real chance that he could have uh, a spell like, I don't, I don't know, Gotham might not like this, but a little bit like um, Zlatan's period at United, where individually you'd say, on paper, it looks like he was good. But the amount of times I watched United and I thought, if he doesn't score, that he's basically causing a problem here because he's not moving around that much. He's obviously not going to press and, and work for them. Uh, and Ronaldo could do similar. It's just whether the sheer amount of goals he'll score, which he will, can counter that. I'm curious to know if Goff's got any fears with that or whether he is just uh, away on sort of cloud nine with it and not thinking about these things. <laughs> no, no, my feet, my feet are on the ground. I think there is always that danger. Um, yeah, he showed at Juventus, he can score all the goals under the sun. Doesn't mean that it's going to be a team performance. It's the team performance which wins you the game at the end of the day. So, uh, yeah, there is that danger, but you just got to hope that he just bangs them in all the time. Because I guess to sort of, I guess, contradict what said on the one hand I think there's going to be games where maybe he stifles your attacks a bit but on the flip side that game against Southampton for example you could have seen him digging out a goal out of nowhere probably against them and you end up winning that game so that how many games like that are you going to have where he probably nicks it for you yeah yeah I think when it comes to the set pieces from what people say the greatest strength Ollie has as a manager is his man management and probably not to in Bruno's best interest, I wouldn't be surprised if he just says sort it out amongst yourselves. I don't go think well. he'll make the decision <laughs> for them. No, you, um, you might be right. And I think it'll be something where Ronaldo says to him, "When I'll have the penalties and you can have the free kicks." And because he wasn't expecting either, Bruno might take that as a compliment and say, "All right, then I'll I'll take the free kicks," and <laughs> that'll be a way of sorting it. I remember when Emery was trying to find a way as many managers have between uh, Lacazette and Aubameyang to get it to work, where Aubameyang would basically take every set piece on the basis that Lacazette would be more central. And that was their way of doing it. And that was supposed to be a big thing. You've obviously got a tougher decision choosing between... Yeah, uh, I was going to say, it's an interesting comparison. <laughs> well, I just needed one where they sort We're of... We're back to the Anatovich thing again, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess that's like I said. you got... Uh, Unai in charge. Um, I don't know if uh, Blackton is uh, there yet. No worries uh, if, if you're not. Um, in terms of a player returning, the best deal I could kind of imagine that would garner the same level of attention. You're still outside, aren't you? Someone just got in the shower. I can hear the birds chirping. I, I don't know what's going on here, Blackton. No, I'm in. Can you hear me now? Yeah, no, go. it was more. Oh, uh, yeah. There was a lot of everything going on uh, elsewhere, but that's perfect. Um, hey, I won't. I won't lie to you. The dinner is on. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> we've, uh, we've, we've had we've had Sean on here before, and we wondered what was going on. And um, I, I think he he was pissing in the middle of it, and then I think we've heard him shit <laughs> during the podcast before as well. Yeah, I think us two living living London life, we don't have as much time. Um, <laughs> look, you lot have already had dinner, and that tucked up in bed, so. Um, but I knew tucked up in bed too. <laughs> <laughs> God's sake. I knew where you were going with that though. I think you're about to mention Luis Suarez, is that right? I am, yeah. Um, yeah. That it would have been Torres. It, 
it would have been Torres for me. What but, now? I, what now? I'm, well, I'm no, kind of now. In now. terms of if, if you made a deal, I guess yeah. Suarez is the closest that you could have. It's the closest. Yeah, it's the closest. But in terms of, look, no one can compare what United have done in this transfer window to what Liverpool could do. I think in terms of, you've, they've bought him back in. I can't help but feel as though it's completely changed my opinion on how the league's going to go this season. I wasn't afraid of Sancho or Varane, particularly. They don't... We'll get to them. Yeah, <laughs> I, they, but then that, it completely changed it. But yes, I think, look, if Suarez came back, it's first thing if... I do is load up the Liverpool website and get his number on the back of my shirt. Milner goes to 25 for one more season. <laughs> Lovely. Let's if, get it sorted. If Suarez came back this season... Um... Do you think who do you think has a more successful stint? Suarez back at Liverpool or Ronaldo back at United? Ronaldo back at United, no question. Louis just won the league for Atleti. Yeah, yeah. That's some respect. I know, but how can you cut? Look, I am a deluded football fan, but I'm not that deluded. He is <laughs> that. That That's pretty is... much the basis of getting on here, I think. Yeah, <laughs> but I can't. I can't even claim that. Look, if you told me a prime Steven Gerrard coming back, you know, similar ability levels, I'd say Gerrard's more influential than Ronaldo. I can't make a case for Luis Suarez, though. I can't do that. I think what they've done now is, I, I think that potentially wins them the league. The only hope I've got as a Liverpool fan is the fact that if he doesn't hit the, road, the ground running, he is on a very, very harsh timescale. He has got a two-year contract and it ain't going further than that. Or HMP comes knocking on his door. Yeah, that'd be lovely, <laughs> wouldn't it? So, I think if you ask kind of most sensible United fans which they needed more, whether that was a defensive midfielder or a striker, they probably would have gone for the defensive midfielder. Which leads me to you, Connor, because are you surprised that neither United or Chelsea have at least tried their hand with Declan Rice this summer, especially after the way it went in the Euros? Well, I wasn't to begin with, because I, I thought Declan was really going to grab onto it. He's basically going to be captain all season, with it being Mark Noble's last season. Yeah. OK, they might sort of bring him on in the Europa League final to lift the trophy when we win it. Um, <laughs> the last dance. <laughs> <laughs> but I, the, the thing that shocked me is how there was no other attempt when Declan Rice came out and said how, how angry he was at being priced out of the league. Yeah. You know, I thought that would really spur on United to Chelsea and United have got the money to do it. Um. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. Wasn't surprised to begin with. Like I said, you know, I, I've always known how good he is. Um, as I got ripped apart for last time I was on. <laughs> well, I think it's when you said he was better than Cancer. I think we, we had to uh, <laughs> we had to get off of that stop. I think it's even worse. I still stand by it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even one of those. He's only won a Champions League at that time. Yeah, even one of yeah, those. Yeah, but he's not one of the up, has he? So. <laughs> like we saw last week, well even this weekend supposedly when uh, United were selling Dan James they said to uh, Leeds how about we give you Dan James plus 15 million for Calvin Phillips and there's obviously some nerve in that, Spurs I think originally said why don't we give you Aurier and you can give us uh, Emerson Royale back I thought someone you know, try and settle him in that way and just see what you can do but I guess uh, What's the minimum you'd accept for him, Connor? 
Well, so that's 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 the ever burning question, isn't it? I, I yeah. wouldn't want him to go, so I would literally nah. do what we have done and just price it out, say something ridiculous. You know what I mean? I think he is just way too valuable for us as a as a team. Yeah, but what's the that. but what's the point where you'd go? Well, look, we, we've got to do this. Well, it's got it's got to be the, the hundred mil they put on him, isn't it? Really. But having said that, I there'd be a stipulation that we'd have to reinvest that. And with yeah. Gold Sullivan and Brady, that would just not happen. It'd be reinvested, just not on players. It'd be, <laughs> yeah. be spent on some the club. Yeah. <laughs> so Imagine like a task on the Apprentice is them spending the Declan Rice money, <laughs> and they'll just go out and see what they come back with. Because the way some of them come back, you probably would come back with someone like uh, Coutinho well, would be the one. Bar's been trying to get rid, and they've gone. How much did they ask for? We'd be bringing hundred million. <laughs> I, was, I, I was waiting for that, uh, that that one last signing today that would be some like 33 year old striker <laughs> to replace our 32 year old injury prone striker I, uh, I it'd be West Ham to come back with Ndombele it's like, you won't believe this lad <laughs> this bloke down the road this bloke down the road called Daniel offered me in for £90 million You were, it's a bargain it's his hand off my boss is an Everton fan I told him earlier that they want Rondon and he's like, you're taking the piss. He's like, you know what? don't be stupid. <laughs> Sent me about 10 minutes before we started this. Rondon close to securing a move. <laughs> Look, him and Rafa are a dream partnership. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, I mean, it certainly would have been better off keeping him than uh, going for Joe Linton. But there you go. Um, <sighs> yeah, I, I thought Chelsea at some point would would try their hand. And yeah. Bank on him pushing it through. But like, I, 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 think... don't, I don't know whether a lot of the Chelsea interest first time round were just Frank. And, mm. You know, well they say that's part. It of does feel oddly fact. inevitable that deal. It feels yeah. strangely just like it's going to happen at some point. Just case of time. Yeah, and I, uh, yeah, and I think next next season will be the the toughest time to try and keep him. Mm. Or next transfer window, rather. Yeah. I don't think you go in January. Nah. But yeah, it's it's going to happen. It's... We are West Ham. You know, you can't keep him. What's... What's horrible for, with him um, compared to others is the more you see of him, obviously he is very likable. Yeah. And then you put a Chelsea shirt on someone like that, and it's like, well, I can't like you now. Like, <laughs> even yeah. even Kante, I look at sometimes, and I think I'd love to teeth at you still. You look like a lovely <laughs> poke, but still, if I see your hamstring go, I might, I might smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And seeing it's... him do that would be would be rough. It's it's just the inevitable, really, isn't it? You know, I mean, we're we're not a, a top six club, so naturally he's going to want to be at the best of his game. Yeah. I saw um, an Arsenal fan earlier tried to stretch it to um, the top eleven. By the way, so um, <laughs> we are we are, and it was a deadly serious tweet. So, um, <laughs> this may this may just continue to be stretched. Um, like this ten wouldn't be outlandish enough yeah. to make it eleven. <laughs> This this isn't uh, transfer related. Can we can we consider the beef between West Ham and Leeds fans over with after the Euros? Because uh, once you've you seen United United on record record together and say I'm a big fan of Calvin Phillips now, <laughs> I I will hold my hands up. Right, the amount that I slated that man, even in like the, the before the tournament when we were playing San Marino, and he was getting all the praise for two hundred odd passes. And it's like well, he's playing literally the worst team in the world. But then to watch him play alongside a quality midfielder is probably what's what's helped his cause there. <laughs> uh, Rice is carrying it. 
Exactly. You, were leading a, you were leading a lynch mob for Saka just because Jesse didn't get in. Uh, honestly, the worst thing about that, because I, I, I tweeted the fact that does he need to be there? And I think it must have been like three <laughs> minutes later he scored. So I was like, oh, God, <laughs> yeah. just going to have me here. <laughs> um, if if um, we carry on again, so we did have a little bit on um, Chelsea. I can try and dodge that now, but uh, I don't think he's going to... Uh, join that quick I'll see if he joins quickly um, I only had a couple of questions on Chelsea but basically before we get there Jack was on uh, on Monday oh, in our group chat sorry and he was saying you know what I actually hope we don't sign anyone else <laughs> and I wondered I, I don't think it's just us have any of you ever felt like that in a transfer market before I don't think I've ever looked at my squad and gone you know, I actually hope we don't sign anyone else. No, never. Uh, I don't think I ever will. I mean, our squad depth is the thing that just breaks me. Like, we, we didn't have enough players last season. Now we're having a minimum of an extra six games. And we've sold about four or five players. Yeah, the only time... The Europa rotation is no joke. Yeah. The only time I think I can relate is when we were signing Paul Konczewski. I was like, can we just have no one? <laughs> can we just have no one in that spot? I don't need this. See... I actually have had a moment like that as a Liverpool fan where I wanted the spending to stop. When was this? So, <laughs> Suarez left, right? And it was the final straw was when... Ricky Lambert uh, came in. Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Ricky Lambert came in and I just said, look, please. Let's just keep I the can't... money. <laughs> yeah, keep the money. Put... This lad's going to lose his job because uh, how Liverpool work, we just give it someone else to reinvest. Please make it stop. And I think actually Lambert was the final signing. But have you seen? I think Byron's definitely seen it. Where there's that clip where Rogers says, "You you couldn't write it. I had no say in the transfers. I went to bed thinking I was having Alexis Sanchez, prime Alexis Sanchez, <laughs> and I woke up having to work with Ricky Lambert. And that's how I felt as a fan. And I thought, like. Look, I'm all up for a good story, but I don't want to watch this every week. Please make this stop. But that is the only time. Um, I think we made seven signings, and the highlight was Charlie Adam, um, which says it all, really. Yeah, when our front line was Lambert, Barini, and Balotelli, you thought this is an eclectic mix here. This we've gone from Suarez and Sturridge to this. Couldn't I agree more. When you see like the managers announce players before, where in the back of their head they're like, I don't want this bloke. I remember. I saw the story came out again today, actually, of 2011. We'd been battered 8-2 by United, and we made five signings on deadline day. Um, the first the first one was Park Chu Young from Monaco, and the story goes he was having a medical at Lille at the time, and we went in for him, and his agent actually didn't believe that Arsenal could actually want his, his uh, clients. <laughs> <laughs> and they made, they, made, they made Ivan Gazidis get on Skype and show him his business card because he genuinely didn't believe it. And, and eventually they had to get Wenger on the phone who was uh, away in, like, uh, doing a conference somewhere. Um, but when he signed, Wenger said, uh, this lad's special. And then he says, I promise you, um, he may not look it, <laughs> that's, not good. that's not good. You're doing the earth still like the things you don't see on the pitch here that's good. And I he made one appearance in the Premier League and one appearance in the League Cup, which I was at and he scored. But yeah, 
truly dreadful. And I'm getting there must be managers all over like that who are getting their like fifth pick and just have to pretend to be happy about it. Tottenham did it with a manager. Don't worry. Yeah, this is the guy we wanted all along. <laughs> Promise you. Well, I said I tweeted earlier saying uh, about deadline day and how you can just get excited about any signing. And I realised that at one a.m. when I was up waiting for Danny Welbeck to be confirmed. <laughs> There's just something about waking up in the morning expecting no one, and then you're getting someone over the line. The last goth was on the last uh, deadline day pod that we did. And that was, I was depressed waking up in the morning, knew we needed about four more players. We signed Thomas Party, and because I didn't expect it for, for that evening, everything else was good. I was looking at players like Callum Chambers going, you know what, he, he might be able to do a job on right back. <laughs> 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 it's just how these things go. But, um, We'll, we'll, we'll save Chelsea. Um, you saw the way that fans reacted, as we said earlier, when Ronaldo was off to City. And we've seen that there's kind of right and wrong ways to go about a move. Ainsley Maitland-Niles made the bold step yesterday to essentially put in a transfer request via Instagram, saying, all I want to do is go where I'm wanted and where I'm going to play. And then added Arsenal as if uh, it may not, the message may not get there. Dan, if we go to you, do you blame him for going about it this way? I mean, the latest news now is supposedly they've had clear the air talks, um, which yeah, I don't I've know what that. Arteta's threatened him with. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it seems he's going to be staying. Do you think he was right to do it that way? Um, I mean, it made it made my evening interesting seeing that. Um, I. <clears throat> I wouldn't advise that any player does that, but I mean that that guy. I, I've I've thought fairly highly of Anthony McNeil for a while, and I feel like he's been starved of of game time unfairly. Um, I think people in front of him aren't pulling their weight, and he should have he should have should have started a few games just to, just to as a just to change it up. Um, and I, I don't I don't think he went about it the right way, no. But um, I also don't blame him um, just because. I, I think I think there is a player again. I think there is a player in there. He just hasn't really had his voice heard. Um, I think he. I mean, if we didn't sign that right back today, um, what's his name? still not gone through. By the way, uh, the, the uh, Bellerin yeah. deal still not. Uh, is that up. is it actually depending on that deal? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, he's had his medical now, so <laughs> you never know. Yeah, you never know. But I mean, yeah. If we say, for example, we didn't. You know, registering interest in this um, this player Tommy that we're showing today. Yeah. Yes, um, I I would definitely start Ainsley over every other right back that we have at the club. Um, but yeah, I just feel like he's been he's been starved of game time, starved of a voice. So yeah, I don't blame him for doing it, but I certainly don't think it's the right way to go about it. Um, and it just made things worse for Arsenal. It's like we've been absolutely destroyed on on social media for the last few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, that just didn't help at all, and it's almost like he wanted to add to the, you know, the frustration that we've been going through. Um, yeah, it wasn't the right way to go about it. I, yeah, I wonder what was said between him and Mikel. Yeah, well, I mean, essentially, our manager is a terrorist, as it is. Oh, so man. it's 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 it's, it's not going to help the way yeah. he goes about things. I mean, Ertzil was the first one. Gwendozi yeah. was the next one. Yeah. Mustafi, I mean. 
he could have uh, fed him to the to the hounds and I'd have What's been on board with that one. What's Mustafi doing? He's actually doing? just signed for Torino. It took him a whole window. A player that Arteta actually wanted to give a new deal to, but Mustafi rejected oh. it. Um, Some nerve, Yes, yeah, Saliba's been sent away. Several players have essentially, once you're in Arteta's bad books, you don't seem to get back out of it. Yeah. We're not far off sending soldiers to the Arsenal training ground, are we, yeah, to get people out? <laughs> it was a crisis. To escort like people out of there. Yeah, literally. I think his agent is also being investigated at the moment, by the way, so it could be something there. He's, uh, what, Ainsley's agent? Yeah, he's one of these guys that um, asked for like exorbitant fees. Uh, yeah, and there's something right. going on with him in the FA at the moment. Yeah. But I think he's he did the interview at the start of the window saying, look, I just want to be told where I stand. If I'm not in your plans, yeah, fair, he's, he's got time. every right to do so. Every right I think to say that. He's probably been told Everton were going in for him yesterday. Yeah. Told, figured Arsenal aren't going to accept and thought, i got to do what i got to do here. Maybe uh, he's going to play the Danny Rose role in your All or Nothing documentary. Uh, <laughs> have we have we heard from Milan? No, no. You, you might have to settle for Everton, boss. Uh, <laughs> the thing with him is, um, and I, I'm as big an Ainsley Maitland-Niles fan as there is. He he comes across as a very calm guy when you see him in interviews or taking yeah, penalties. He um, he's supposedly quite a strong character. There was a thing on the Athletic that said when West Brom lost to. They lost to someone right before Christmas last year. Might and essentially, lost, may have been. But Ainsley basically uh, was the one that called a team meeting and got them all around and told them all, we aren't going down without a fight. And apparently it's really impressed uh, Big Sam and all that. So Narrator comes in, they went down without a fight. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of being like a senior voice, it seems like he is someone that could be quite helpful. I've never really seen room, that but... team, though. I mean, no, no, I mean I, that's, I that's what. Yeah, I mean, you just don't know, do you? I mean, you, we see we see so much of a player when they're on the when they're on the pitch, but I mean, this all this all or nothing documentary. You can see completely different sides to players. Um, yeah, because we're sort of shielded from that. You don't get players that will just post. I mean, other than Ainsley, you won't get players that just post a uh, a tweet saying. At, atting the club that they play for. I don't know. It's just, um, it'll be interesting to see when that comes out, if it does come out in the documentary. Well, I'm a bit worried by that. I imagine, like, you turn it on and, like, Williams, like, a lovely is, bloke. Oh, my God. And you start, I, to, you start just to, seen to something. To it. it probably is. He's just, just, <laughs> just seen something saying that he wanted, he, um, he's gutted it didn't work out, work at Arsenal um, because he wanted yeah. to win things. Um, yeah. I don't think that's why we got rid of him. But, yeah. Well, Drogba tweeted after it was confirmed that he was leaving yesterday saying, come home. And I forwarded it to Jack saying, imagine this happens. And he said, please, please, no. Because <laughs> like, that would have been incredible. Um, you see, Charles fans is burning Drogba's shirt instead. <laughs> you, get the work, you stop doing this to our club. So, um, it, well, before we go to your team, it does look like Tommy Asu is coming in if we can yeah. get Bellering out the door. I even think once you've gone to this extent, the deal's quite cheap. They may think, look, it's an upgrade anyway, so so we take yeah. him. Yeah, it's just that... any right, any right back is an upgrade right now. Any right back, <laughs> it doesn't. It could be it could be anyone. I would be. It could be Phil Neville. Gary, <laughs> I'd be I'd be over the fucking moon. 
as long as it's better than Cedric or Callum Chambers. Did you see the stats that I sent you earlier on about Cedric? I, I, I did see the Cedric it, stats. Oh, the, the thing, fucking the worst day, thing is they aren't surprising. Uh, um, he, I, he, he's, I just think he's shit. He's so shit. Well, for those unfamiliar with um, Takahiro Tomiyasu, and I don't know how you could be if you weren't watching uh, Bologna last season, what the hell were you doing? He is very much more in the mould of a uh, Wan-Bissaka type fullback mm. than a Trent. Mm. He's uh, big. He's big for a fullback. Strong. Plus. Um, yeah. Aerial jewels, which I've never heard mentioned so much since Arsenal signed Ben White. <laughs> he's got he's got very strong stats uh, in that regard. And I think the basis is that they want to counteract it and you want his ability on the ball and then you have big Gabriel and yeah. Tommy Asu alongside him. Also, he can play at right centre-back, which mm. I guess when he was looking at playing Kalasamach there at yeah. the weekend and Pablo Mari, he thinks maybe we need another option. It's about oh. £13 million, pounds, it looks like. What, for Tommy Asu? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was around 18. No, they said um, Fabrizio came out and said that the fee that was being reported, he said it's considerably less than the twenty million oh, that wow. was being reported. Oh, okay. Well, thirteen seems like a steal. Um, he looks physically strong. He looks quite fast. Um, I just I haven't seen when I watched a few compilations of him. I haven't seen him sort of. Yeah, <clears throat> um, I, I always just worry about marking. So like, you, you can be a great right back, you can be a great tackle, you can be great runner. Um, great going forward, but can you mark a player? Can you so, can you do that and also defend at the same time and do it without you know chasing someone because you've lost twenty yards? And, it's stuck. Uh, You're just looking there. for a warm body at this point. Yeah, I guess yeah. we'll I guess we'll find out. Maybe we play him as a centre back and we go five at the back and Ainsley as a uh, massive comeback to the side. Um, I, so. I, I guess we'll see. Um, TK, we just spoke about Arteta then. Your your thoughts on him? Do you think he's a bad manager? Do you think the Arsenal job just does this to people? Uh, what what do you think? Do you think if because it seems a case of when he goes at the moment rather than if, do you think he'll be successful elsewhere? Yeah, this is this is the question that I was going back and forth on my mind. Is it did that initial sort of burst he had at Arsenal? Was that uh, did that sort of flatter him and has masked that he, like he's just no good the whole time? Uh, or has he just kind of lost his way a little bit like plenty of managers done, like sort of Brendan towards the end of Liverpool, for example, clearly a good manager, but just kind of lost his way. Uh, I guess his next job is going to be the one, isn't it? We're going to find out if he can pick up another half-decent job. Um, I guess Moyes at West Ham's a sign of how you can rebuild, even though it looked like he had lost it. But he's also a good advert for making sure you pick the right job, isn't he? Because he walked into jobs after the Man United one. Yeah. just yeah. Sunderland yeah. and Real Sociedad, I mean... Moyes makes me look tan, so you can't go to Spain. You can't. <laughs> and you can barely speak know. English, so you can't be you it's can't be trying to show up Spanish. Just off the chain over there. <laughs> if ever I feel, feel down and I just listen to him, to him pronouncing Spanish names, it's great. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna ask you to as the Arsenal fans actually, because um I, I was gonna ask a similar question on that. Do you think Arteta, do you think his whole basic reputation has been entirely sort of eradicated now? Or do you think, if you were to sack him, do you think you'd look back slightly more fondly on it? And also, if he was to get binned, what do you actually think this team's capable of? Because 
I've got pretty, I've got a pretty low ceiling on it myself. But you might be, maybe with the right man at the helm, might have more optimism than I do. The squad, I think, is top six competitive as it is. I don't think it's a shoe in the top six. I think you've got quite a clear top four, and then everyone else is a bit more <clears> cloudy. <throat> I think it was six to tenth in my mind was how I thought you should probably where somewhere you should probably be. I think at the moment the players that we consider him to be getting a lot out of is maybe an, what another manager you'd be calling mediocre. Like I think you can yeah, get probably so. more out of a Bamiyang for a start. I think um, Tierney would be far more effective if it wasn't so obvious that effectively the game plan is shift the ball to the left, Tierney cut it back and hope someone gets on the end of it. Uh, there's far more creative ways to use him. No. Uh, I think at the moment it's probably the worst time to ask because I don't think I've ever hated a manager this much and I lived through Unai Emery um, <laughs> barely I, I actually think he could become a guy like Big Sam who gets brought in to steady the ship when a club's in trouble because he's hard-nosed as as we found out I think in the short term that works because it's a kick yeah, out the backside yeah. breath of fresh air I think his way of management, as much as we've seen, and I, I do think there were some players at Arsenal that certainly did need to be treated like that. I don't think they were all perfect. I do think you need to deal with an Ertzel like that and Mustafi, Gwendouzi, those type of players. But there's only so many kind of uh, players you can do that and then the one domino is going to take the rest down. I think, I mean, Jose is... I was about to say, it sounds you, a little bit like, say, like him when yeah, you put the raw materials. compared to him in terms of like his success, obviously. Well, maybe but, 20 years ago, it would have worked for us. Yeah. But you mm. accept with Jose, don't you, that you hope for something in the short term and in the long term, you basically write it off and you're like, but we'll and, worry about and he's that got, when it happens. And he has got the CV to fall back on that he can point to if, if, a, question, if a player questions it. Whereas obviously yeah. Arteta doesn't have that, does he? Well, if they cup in a community shield, that's a uh, double if you listen to uh, Conor Harmer. Mm. So, I've always, yeah. I've always, with regard to... Go on, Dan. Oh, um, yeah, now with regards to Jose, though, I've always, I've always said that he's just a dated manager. He's just, he's out of his depth now. He plays one star yeah. football. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas I feel like Mikel... Even though sometimes his team sheets and his... I don't know if he's got one star, does he? Uh, uh, do, you know, do you know what? I mean, he's got fashion style. He's got fashion style. <laughs> yeah, he's a dapper manager. He just, I think that is half-keeping him in a job. I think if he was ugly, he, he might have been dead He literally just wakes up like that. He doesn't have to do anything to his hair. But Jose, he's just... Um, Jose just bores me. He, just, he plays one style of football. I feel like you can't do it nowadays, especially not in the Premier League. It didn't work out for him at Manu, didn't work out for the Spurs. He needed, he did, I just, I don't know. Yoza, I've got a hatred for Yoza. I've been um, entertained he's coming by a can't compare um, between him and Mikel. But, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I, um, with regards to Mikel being a potential, oh, I just don't know. Yeah, like Luke said. He's a bum. Just say he's a bum. Uh, I don't know. I, there's something in me that wants to like him, um, oh, and I, I want to stick. I, yeah. Uh, I no, let's just see next next three weeks. Um, I mean, 
that's too many losses already. Uh, yeah, I just don't know. I'll leave it at that. I don't know. I don't all know. right, we'll, we'll, we'll carry on because I'm sure we'll on, all roads do tend to lead back to Arsenal when it comes to bad transfer business. So I'm yeah. sure we'll be there eventually. If we shift yeah. back to uh, West Ham, Connor. So Speaking of bad business. A quiet start <laughs> to the window. Seemingly waiting out for Lingard, similar to what we did with Erdogan, actually. Um, in the last week, we've seen a £30 million deal for Kurt Zuma agreed. Uh, Nikola Vlasic was agreed uh, earlier today as well. And it looks like Alex Krell could be on the way in too. If we start with Zuma, do you like the Zuma signing particularly? Or was it just a case of getting a defender or an outfield player through the door? I think I think it's a bit of both. It's nice it's nice to have a Premier League experience defender come in. All right, he's still young, but you know, just go back to Ronaldo. The thought of Cristiano Ronaldo running a Craig Dawson will give me nightmares for years. He was the Messiah about six months ago for four games, yeah, because he scored it. Honestly, him running in and attacking the ball is is a beautiful thing to see, but very rarely comes off. I think I. I was just worried after the whole um, debacle with with that man from Fiorentina. I can't change this. She's Milankovic. That's the one. Like we, we announced our interest, and it took us about four or five weeks. And then the day before he was supposedly to fly over for a medical, he gets listed in Fiorentina's starting eleven. And it's I just can't understand why we would announce our interest so soon without getting the basics done. And that's why it did surprise me that Zuma only took. A week, maybe. And then a lot of on and offs then. Exactly. It, it kept <laughs> flopping and, you know, but it gets to the point where we've agreed terms with Chelsea, we've agreed terms with, with Zuma, and then it still goes in doubt. And yeah. whether that's because we've got David Sullivan doing all of our negotiations, it probably is down to that, to be truthful. That's why I was so surprised that we announced, you know, that we could have two players today. Yeah when normally it takes us about eight weeks and we bottle everything anyway. But again, I'll go on about Lingard. To be interested in Lingard and say, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll pay 25 million for him. You know, I go and stand in firm saying, no, we want 30. Fair enough. And then a month and a half later going, all right, we could do 25. And we go, no. And then they drop it down to 20 and we're still saying no. I just... <laughs> Outrageous. I just don't know how, how they can... Still say they want what's best for the club, but I won't. I won't. I won't moan about the ball. West Ham fans don't like to. I find <laughs> no. They no, keep no, that quiet. We, we like to keep it very separate. Placid. Yeah. I wish I, I, wish. I kept up with the uh, Zuma deal entirely for your Twitter page. I should tell you, it was kind of, it was kind of like watching a foreign film about subtitles. I don't know what's going on here, but I can't wait to see how it ends. Well, when it was actually announced, I was such an emotional roller coaster. I was handcuffed to a man dressed as a butterfly on a stag do, so it was, <laughs> it was quite quite an emotional time for me. <laughs> but like, it, it is just having that depth, you know. The, the players we've got there—they oh, sounds like a standard up. Saturday for Luke Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> you keep muddying that man's name. <laughs> <laughs> what? So with 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 Zuma, are you are you excited about him? Is it that he's better than Craig Dawson? Like, how high are your hopes for him? Because I've liked coming from me, he's not going to be great. Thirty million quid for a centre back is pretty dear. Yeah, I'm just happy we're spending money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's so many times it's it's loaned with an option to buy or an obligation. Like, look at Ben Rama. We're meant to pay thirty million for him, and then that turned into a a loan with a with an op- uh, obligation to buy initially. 
and then it went to an option to buy. That's what gave me the worrying, the worrying yeah, yeah. during Zuma. Zuma had his medical, um, and they were like, "Oh no, it's a bit of a question on a knee problem." Not had a knee injury since 2015. Like, there's, there's no issue there, but it's just again, our board just don't want to shell the money out up front. So to see it actually went through, well, I'm somewhat happy. I think he can. He's, you know, he, he can stay. He can stay fit. It'll be fine. But then again, look at our training facilities and medical staff, and realise he probably won't. So I was going to ask this later, but I, I have been uh, meaning to bring bring this up for a while. Earlier in the window, you tweeted out, "I'd rather sign no one than spend fifty million on Ben White." Yeah, which is a little was... harsh, I think. Um, <laughs> but uh, alongside that, what what do you think? Because You've got uh, you've you've got a way up. Do you? I mean, do you think Zoom is better than Van White for a start? Well, we haven't paid the same amount for him. You know, no, no. I don't think Van White was even the best English centre back at Brighton. He's a Lewis Dunk man. Exactly. I'm I'm a Lewis Dunk man as well, which isn't which isn't a good thing. I, I may tend to exaggerate things on my on my yeah, time yeah. to time. No, I was but... going to have it later when talking about kind of how the transfer business is kind of uh, reflected upon. But do you think when you look at the price for centre backs this window, so you've had Varane at forty million, we'll ignore his wages for the moment. Uh, ben White fifty, Christian Romero uh, forty five. You think that's probably a fair price for Zuma when you kind of weigh up all things there. Yeah, and I mean, you say like ignoring the wages. Wages is a massive factor now. How much yeah, I, I thought it was just a slippery slope to talk about United and wages. So, <laughs> but, but it's one of those things. Like people thought initially, one of the stumbling blocks in the Zuma deal was that he wanted more than what he was on at Chelsea. And the first reaction from the majority of West Ham fans was like, "Ah, oh, typical. He just wants a shed load of money." But he he was not paid a huge amount of money at Chelsea. I think I already will be on seventy five a week. With us, because originally when the story broke, they were saying that he wanted 125 grand a week and to be your highest paid player. Mm. Yeah, well, that would bring him level with Yarmolenko, which yeah. we won't go there. <laughs> so I think we will not. I think that there. was the worry at first when that first broke. Yeah, that's I, often to pressure someone out, isn't it, from it's the a, Chelsea I, side? I, I think it's a good signing. I, mean, I, 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 I don't think it's too much either. You know, no, I don't think. no, it looks like a steal when we've got. Ben White for 15, you, well, you've, you've done good business there. I've never heard anyone say West Ham has done good business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. You've shuffled over Arsenal's 50 million Ben White. Hey! <laughs> yeah, He's not yeah. having the Ben White slander. Yeah. He's not having it. <laughs> yeah, no, I I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. I think it's, I think it's yeah, yeah. I was saying, good business. Well done. Well, Goff, if we bring you in here, we spoke a little bit about this last time you're on the podcast and uh, you can't really speak about West Ham this summer without speaking about Jesse Lingard. How surprised are you to still see him here, especially when you look at, say, Dan James has gone out the door today? Yeah, I'd have preferred... If Dan James was was going, I'd have preferred him to have gone on loan. Um, you'd have thought that Lingard would have gone out ahead of him. I don't see... Ollie has said that Jesse's is part of his plans, but I just don't see him getting game time, really, no. other than in... You might get the Carabao Cup games, but unless he, I, I, yeah, I don't understand why he's not knocking down the door and just saying to Ollie, like, look, get me out of here. I've had a great time at West Ham. They want me. Yeah. I had a question here for both you and Connor. So 
if you imagine some imaginary scale here, at the one end, it's how much West Ham will miss Jesse Lingard this season if they don't sign him. And at the other end of the scale, or ticker, whatever you want to call it, you've got how pleased United will be at the end of the season that they kept him in terms of his contributions and all of that. That, that's a where do you think, think? Yeah. So where do you think it would be closer to? Do you think West Ham sure. will miss him more than United would be happy I to think, have him? Yeah, I think yeah. it would it would slow down more to us. But the other thing to remember as well, we we I see a lot of comments saying that the only reason we were in Europa League is because of Lingard. Don't get me um, wrong, he was a massive, massive help. But we we was we were up there in January. You know, I think we we had an absolutely horrific start where. We were dreadful against Newcastle, which I thought was going to happen again this season. And then we were pretty good against you lot, but still couldn't, couldn't seal it off. And then we went on a massive, massive streak of not losing two in a two in a row. Is it like April, I think it was. But yes, Lingard helped. I think it, it helped with the depth that he, that he gave us as well, even though it's just one more player. Hmm. Um, but I, I do think we would have, all right, we wouldn't have probably got Europe, but we would have been very, very close to it even without him. No, I'm not framing it in the way that kind of no, no, yeah. you're desperate. I think you helped Lingard as much as Lingard helped you. I think it was a very worked perfectly for both parties. Yeah. Just um, gave, him, gave him playing time again. That's, that's, that's all he was after, wasn't it, really? And that's, that's why strange. I really, I really don't see why he's so buzzing to have Ronaldo back. He's just sealed his fate on the bench. It is you know, when probably just for the couple of Instagram pictures a week that yeah, he gets in the background of Ronaldo. <clears throat> Probably going to earn a bit of money off him as well, just like literally being in a fire with him. Yeah, that's all he's looking for. Just he's shouting beans, 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 beans. Yeah, if he can get Ronaldo saying beans, 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 I think. Yeah. I, well, I've got I've got a Lingard shirt already, so uh, I'll get another one. Um, <laughs> can you tell yeah. us much about Vlasic? My only experience with him is oh. that my scout on football manager would always grossly overstate his ability. So he'll, t- he'll rate him about 90 for me. I bring him in and he's closer to a three and a half star ability. Now that sounds like West Ham business. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. We're now, back to normal. All, all I can recall is just a pretty poor spell with Everton. My my favourite my favorite comment I've seen is... I. I don't know whether it was a genuine 14 year old or someone just taking the mix, but yeah, but Lassie's got 83 pace on FIFA, so he, he could be pretty good for us. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I, I don't know much about him. Obviously, you see all these, all the highlight goals. He's got know, a good compilation, hasn't he? Yeah, you see the goal he scored. He scored in the Euros, and he? All right, it was against third world country, but Scotland. Um, but you know, it, it, again, it's it's having someone who's creative and can play in the middle, and he looks like he is that sort of player. You know, I think, yeah, ben, I think he's going to probably be alternated with with Ben Rama to an extent. Um, I did. Well, is forcing his way back in as well, isn't he? Well, I tell you, write him off. He I requested that if they give me odds on Ben Rama to outscore Ronaldo in the Prem this season, but they they, they said they wouldn't offer me that. So they obviously knew it was free money. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Sky Sports News on at the moment. Uh, it baffles me, TK. You say you'd take Karen Carney over Laura Woods. You fucking pig. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
Odson Edward is it hasn't been confirmed yet is joining Palace today in a deal worth just under fifteen million pounds. They opted to go for the Frenchman after they couldn't agree a fee for Eddie and Ketia. TK, to ask you, are you surprised no bigger club came in for Edward because he was being linked with Arsenal, regardless of what you say about them, and Atletico Madrid about six months ago? I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful to Eddie and Ketia, but I'm a bit, I'm a bit confused at the order of that. The fact that they went in for yeah, him yeah. and all of exactly. us. We're back on the South London. That's all you need to make a palace, basically. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how good Edouard is, but that is a little bit like going for Karen Carney and then going, you know what, I can get it, but I saw go for Laura Woods then. <laughs> well, uh, put it this way, Edouard scores goals and Ketia doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Probably fair. Sorry, carry on. There's a year between them, if that surprises you. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Is it one year and 80 goals between them? Oh. Yeah, that's a, big, that's a big year, it turns out. Um... <laughs> It, yeah, it does surprise me a little bit, only because of how much he's been linked. It reminded me of a little bit. I was trying to think of like something like a like Luke Remy. You know, when he was just basically constantly linked with top players, yeah. he ends up ends up at QPR. You know, like, how did this happen? This is either going to be a case of six to twelve months, a, a really big club is going to go in for him because he's had a screamer, or he was over overhyped the whole time. Uh, makes sense of Palace, doesn't it? They need someone to get goals, and I think. If they'd signed in Ketia, I probably would have been thinking they they could be they could be down here. And then an inexperienced manager and him up top is not a good combo. Edouard could be their next guy and and ease the uh, ease the burden on Zahar a little bit. It feels a big deal for them, Dan. I was going to ask you um, how much you rate Eddie, and again, if you would to see Palace prioritise him over Edouard. Um, I don't understand it. I really don't. I mean, maybe... I guess a better question then, how, how, where do you put Eddie? Like, do you think he's a Premier League level striker? No, not at all. No, I think, I think he could, I mean, every time I watch him, he gets a sniff at goal, but doesn't score a goal. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't rate him. Um, I don't really see it in him. I don't understand why we were looking for 20 million. Um, <laughs> ideas yeah, left. Well, I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> Uh, just doesn't make any sense, and why they went for him over Edouard, I, I, I just don't yeah, know. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe uh, Vieira at the time thought you know he could get a steal off us, but just because he's a you know former player and a former legend. But um, no, um, I think I think Crystal Palace have done good business there. Um, mm. He wanted to leave Celtic anyway. He looks a player. I've seen a lot of goals that he scored, and and just how he moves as a striker. I think he's a I think he's a a player for the future. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I don't really like Eddie. I want him gone, but it looks <laughs> like he's staying. So, yeah. yeah, I've got a question for you, Connor, then one for you, Blackton. I realise I've uh, missed you out a bit, but I've got, I've got a couple for you still to go. Connor, for you, um, what do you think it says maybe about how other clubs view Edward? I know that he had COVID and his goal scoring has dropped since then. You don't know how the effects have uh, kind of got to him. And how do you think, what do you think it says about the stature of the, the Scottish Premier League compared to the Premier League? Because a lot of Celtic fans would tell you Crystal Palace is a massive step down from Celtic, but obviously Edward hasn't seen it that way. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because, you know, Yes, it is a step down because you're going from European football down to playing, uh, well, what was 
bottom half Premier League. Yeah. But it's it's the coverage, I guess, that I think a lot of players do look for. You know, the Premier League's the Premier League at the end of the day. Yeah, that's you what know, I was going to say. Yeah. It's, it's the best league. It's the best league in the world. Worst officials, but yeah. it has got better. It has got better. It's a big um, stage. Premier League's a big stage. Exactly. I think the Scottish Premier League, now that Rangers are sort of back to being a force, there is a bit more com- competitiveness there, but it's still not, still not as sort of dog-eat-dog, if you know no. what I mean. You know, it, it is like your, like your other top five leagues apart from the Premier League you've got your your regulars up there whereas you know it's just that that un, uncertainty I guess of, of yeah. who's going to be the top clubs least... it will never not be funny seeing a bottom half Prem club raid the old firm and have this debate <laughs> raging every year we're a bigger club that's weird you keep losing your players to buying average Premier League well, they were saying it when when we were trying to sign Tierney and all the replies were I don't understand why you wouldn't stay for 10 in a row as if it was just a guarantee obviously they've not won the league since then <laughs> but yeah they, they find it truly truly baffling I actually think Eddie is a lower level Premier League striker I think if you put him in Newcastle I think he'd have done well at Palace but I oh, do think come out in there it'll get you relegated for sure yeah, I, I, I mean in fairness to Eddie I don't think he's had an awful lot amount of game time in the Premier League like starting um, he's a bench player just comes on they they chuck him on on a whim with him to get a goal like later on in the game he hasn't started many games um, I, I just don't I don't see it he still looks like a boy um, and what is he, 21? Yeah, 20 B, 22 just, now. Yeah, he don't. He just doesn't physically. He doesn't look like a presence. Um, it looks like a, he could bounce him off the ball. It was pretty similar to with Ryan Brewster going to Sheffield United as well, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. You know, he, he's not established. He wasn't starting anywhere. Mm. Um, and where where that fear came from, I just don't know. <laughs> what was the fear again? It was it was, was it was about twenty five thirty mil, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> witchcraft. Got my living over that. I want to get um, Blackson in here. So speaking about deals that kind of haven't been done, um, there were a number of other clubs that were linked with a striker this summer that haven't got it done. Were you surprised that Liverpool haven't prioritised the kind of Proper centre forward, as you'd say. Yes and no. Um, I'm not sure it would suit the style of play to go out and get someone that won't work back. You know, on your FIFA high-low work rates, I don't think that would work for Klopp. Um, so I'm not as shocked that they haven't gone and got an out-and-out striker. I am shocked that they haven't got cover across any of the front three. Mm. Um, I say shocked. I mean more disappointed. I'm not shocked. Um, I don't really know staying fact. to fight for his place. Yeah. I just saw that. Yeah. <laughs> um, God. <laughs> I just don't understand it. Like, you look at, if you actually look at the figures, I think we're 16th out of Premier League clubs on net spend. Um, you know, you've got plenty, plenty coming in as well. That's net spend ins and outs. That's not including what Klopp has brought into the club from winning trophies either. Um, yeah. the, man is, the man is a genius. Like how he's done what he's done. This is no disrespect to Arsenal because you know I actually have a soft spot for him. But if he That's had, if, if, if he if he had that money, <laughs> if he had the money that Arteta has had to spend, he would have worked absolute miracles. And I think he could work miracles with that squad still. But he's he just doesn't get given anything. So I'm disappointed that they haven't gone out and bought a striker. But I'm more disappointed 
that they haven't replaced that midfielder. No one in Liverpool's uh, Liverpool colours since Coutinho has got more than five goals and assists in a season right. in the Premier League. Is is Klopp the guy that chooses who he wants in Liverpool? Is or is he a head coach? Kind of. He's part. So it's part, when he came in, um, there were reports that he had, this is this is media speculation that he had seen what happened with Rodgers, as I was joking about earlier. But it is actually in his contract that. He has a say in who it comes in and out. So the the Ricky Lambert does not sign. That is, is a condition of the contract. Correct. Yeah. Michael Edwards picks out. The clock basically says, "This is what I want." Michael Edwards goes out and says, "This is who we think we can get at the top end. This is kind of second option." And Klopp says, "All right, yeah, I'll take. I'm happy to take him." And then Edwards it, goes away, rather than Klopp say, "I want Thiago. Go and get him." Klopp brought a scouting team with him. Uh, I don't know if you've heard. Uh, the brain was the person he bought with him at first, um, who does all the tactics and that. But he bought his whole. Um, he kept a couple of people uh, that were already in Liverpool. Yeah, um, but he bought like a like a scouts that he believed in that as well, and like a few of his own backroom staff. Um, so he does have a massive say in the recruitment policy. But I, like I said, I am shocked that I. I this is where actually the delusional side comes in. I'm not shocked now it's come to it, but I felt as though we need, when we signed a centre-back early doors, I was like, perfect, now the midfielder and now the forward option. Um, yeah. If you had said to me at the start of the window, which looking at our net spend, we could have done, like we were just joking about then, Rian Brewster, I believe, went for 24 million plus add-ons. Don't be silly, hit none of those add-ons, but still 24 <laughs> million. Right, yeah. that's, that's, that's the, the sort of business of he's done. Million, <laughs> I don't, don't think we'll be activating that. One. Um, we said this when we did our kind of pre-season preview, and we said it felt like Liverpool were making a statement when they went out that early yeah. to get Kanate. Like we mean business this summer. Yeah. Um, so when they went out and did that, I felt two more were coming in. Look, the dream was Tielemans for me, but Renato Sanchez, I would have uh, a bit your hand there as well. Yeah, I'd have bit mm-hmm. your hand off at that. Um, because I think you're giving that Jota link as well. Like he's always created like little chemistry bundles in his team. If you have a look, we've had a South American contingent. Um, we had that the Dutch players. We had the little English contingent. Like there was a lot of different groups in the squad. And I felt like you know, in terms of this could be a bit of uh, FIFA chat, but Renato Sanchez and uh, Jota coming in as well. The ultra chem. Um, Look, I found as long as Jota doesn't gonna... turn into Portugal, Jota, that, that yeah. wasn't fun watching him in the Euros, was it? Christ. Yeah, it'd be nice for all, all of us but... if Bruno turned into Portugal Bruno, except Oh, yes. Jota. Oh, no. <laughs> I think um, I would have liked to see uh, Renato Sanchez come in, someone like that, and then Coutinho back is what I would have really liked. Um, but yeah, none of it's happened. Sheesh. With that in mind, who do you think ends up stepping into Genie's position? Obviously, Harvey Edits playing at the minute. You're assuming he's probably not going to have the whole season, who do you think does sort of cement that position for themselves out of the current bunch we've got? Uh, do you think Kate has got a big year in him? I think he, <laughs> Somebody I think he has. I think he has. Yes, I feel real sure. Apparently, apparently um, again, this is media speculation, but apparently Oxlade-Chamberlain and Kate didn't come on at the end of last season because Klopp felt like they had been rushed back. Um, every single time they had an injury, they've been rushed back. So we saw them, obviously you and I watch a lot of the games and we saw them on the bench a lot last year, wondering why they didn't come on. Yeah. Um, apparently it was because he wanted to give them a full, a full five months of recovery. 
And there's rumours of obviously Kate, uh, he has actually gone up four kilos in weight. So like putting on weight um, in terms of sort of being stronger in the Premier League. Uh, so I hope he has got a big year in him. You look at him, he's technically better than Genie, but I'm not sure who does step in because if I don't know if you can heal being injury prone. What do you reckon? No, I'm, I'm, I, you can't trust him, can you, is the, is the concern. He's Like you said, he's obviously got talent, but I just feel like, could you say confidently, right, I'm going to start you for the next 10 games. Would would he stay fit? I, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. I'm really no. not. I just feel like someone like, obviously he's changed the shape slightly by getting Harvey Elliott in because he's not going to do exactly the same job as Genie. I, I wonder if someone like Curtis Jones probably ends up in there. Yeah, I don't I, think that's a bad shot. But I feel like you can trust him. Yeah, I mean, it's true. He, and, and he seems to get withdrawn at random sort of times without explanation, which I don't know if that's injury linked or what, but I really the amount of times you'll see him not in a squad, it doesn't doesn't make sense. I'm a big fan of this. I think if yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's if if you're going to trust someone, I think yeah, someone that you can give it a go with. You feel like Thiago is maybe not the perfect fit. Obviously, Javier is very young, and Cater's got his injury issues, but needs to have a big year. I think this is a big year for him. I think you're you're relying on five players covering one. I, in my opinion. And look, that can work sometimes, but who is your mainstay in that midfield? And you could say Fabinho and Henderson, and we'd all say that. But then, Plus how many one, games? Have, how many games have they missed through injury the last three years as well? Yeah, Apart from the title point. winning season. That's that's another problem. So you could say have those two in thirty eight games of the season, and then rotate the final one, and we'll be fine. But it's unrealistic. There'll be times when both of those two are injured this season. Mm. I'm positive of it. You're in a tricky position as well because the fact that you are still expected to compete, even with the spending that United, City and Chelsea have done, it's not even like Klopp can say, and I don't think he's ever going to go full basketball style, we're rebuilding. But he can't even really come out and say, look, the reason that we haven't replaced Genie is we believe we've got the players inside the club that can step up. In the In the short term, it may take some time, but we believe these are the right guys to stick with. You probably don't have time to do that because you're still expected to win every game every week. It was made quite clear when Frank was there at Chelsea, as um, Jack didn't mention very often. They they fully took a season out to say, we're going to see what these players have got. And you see that with Arsenal, maybe not so much now, but previously there was an acceptance that we're going to lose some games, but we'd rather see the likes of Saka, Smith-Rowe, etc. come through then have a short-term option, maybe not William, but someone like that. You don't really have that luxury. You're still expected to go out and make Mm. the signing. I couldn't agree more. I think all of that is so true. But I think the only positive for me as a fan, and I think you'll agree as well, is you watch it, you cannot blame Klopp. You know, when we lose, I go out and I don't blame him at all. I watch it and I say, "This this, this, this typifies the reason that we needed to back him in the transfer window. And it's not happened yet again. I'm not like positive on figures, but again, you see stuff out there. They apparently <laughs> they've put loads of money into uh, into that into their Boston team, and you're like, well, where's that come from? And Should it's be. like it comes it comes exactly the season after we've won the Champions League and then the Premier League, and money's been backed over there. And you're like, well, that doesn't add up, does it? Should Klopp put pressure on the board because there's very few managers, and I think we spoke about this previously on a podcast, Tika, where we said I think it was the Super League where we said. If there's if there's any manager 
Someone, someone, someone's just <laughs> dropped out their kitchen, I think. Uh, if, uh, if there's any manager that can kind of go out and stick it on the board, Klopp is probably one of them. Should he be saying, you need to be giving me some of this cash? Oh, yeah, I mean, could take that one, no, no one, no one's got, um, no one's got leverage like he has, has he? Like, like you say, um, I, I think though he, one part of his management, which maybe as fans we might not like, I think he does. He said it before that he likes working with a smaller group, yeah. and if you kind of look at our, our pods on each sort of transfer of what your club needs, pretty much year on year, I've basically said that we just need more depth. He says you take someone like Salah Mane out. We haven't got anyone, you know, you, you accept that, okay, you're not going to have anyone quite as good as them, but the drop-off's obviously huge for someone like Origi. And we don't really have anyone who matches their style, and yet we've never really addressed that. And Klopp doesn't seem overly concerned about it, and I guess he could probably point to the success he's had and say, well, why do I need to be? And as fans, I guess we would point to last season and say, well, that's a sign of when you, you luck's really out that you do need a bigger squad. Yeah, I think that's that's, a, that's literally couldn't have summed that up any better. And it's I I've said it since this whole transfer window. We are we have a title winning thirteen players, but we are three injuries away from a sixth place finish. Yeah, it's, is, it's it's a crazy it is. crazy squad, isn't it? I think we'd be in the argument for still having the best starting eleven. Yeah, we're gonna have a whole season of saying if they can keep the team fit. You, yeah. You're gonna be wondering if it's part of the official club name. Because of what's going to be said about Liverpool the whole time is if they can keep him fit. I don't know if I'm going mad either, but no one seems to be mentioning the fact that Salamani will be off to the African Cup of Nations. And yeah. We just ha- seem happily ignoring, like sort of whistling through the graveyard on that. That we're just going, six, uh, it's all going to be fine. seven games as well, isn't it, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could be out for you know a time. Much. You're banking <laughs> on Mane going out early. I mean, in, in fairness, the minute not a huge loss, Mane. I think uh, uh-huh. <laughs> he's got the longest of long COVID. We should be having a look at the Mane variant. See what is going on. I do agree with that, but he seems to be slightly different now. He's come back with fans. Like um, he, looked, he, he was, he looked up for it, but his touch was just abysmal. It was all, but he did at least look more up for it than he has. That's all I want though from him because beforehand he was losing the ball and didn't seem to want to run, run back, like track back at all. Like I think it will come back for him. It's just uh, I think it's ring rust. <laughs> yeah. It's just come out the PSG received an offer of 200 million this morning for Mbappe and just ignored it. Well, we're talking about uh, Liverpool not being able to give Klopp a bit of money, and then you've got them just saying, you know what, we'll just uh, we won't even bother answering that. Like I'll give the man a backy from, from Paris to Madrid for 200 million pounds. That is outrageous. <laughs> They I think saying, what, is that a contract next year? What they did? Well, they said they have an agreement with him. They said, "Look, he's an honourable man. He he won't leave us on a free." He's told us that. <laughs> Come on! After they just signed Messi, Sergio Ramos, Wijnaldum on a free. You see stuff coming out like that, and Liverpool couldn't afford to give a loan fee of three point six million to uh, like for Saul. Yeah, no, oh, mate, I've got no idea horrible. if if Saul's any going? good. Very good. I'd I'd have taken it. <laughs> Um, so I think you asked the Liverpool questions I had down there Connor I was going to say to you Antonio obviously has had a great start to the season given his history are you concerned that you've not brought in a decent backup concerned isn't even the word <laughs> unless there's some like youngster Distraught. we don't know about well you say that the, the 
the more reliable of the sources for um, West Ham news is ex-West Ham employee. He yes. has just said there's a slight chance of a young young player coming in. Um, yeah. And he did say this morning that there was a potential strike on the cards. But the man, he's what, 32, I think, 32, 33. And he's just been called up to Jamaica's national team today as well. So as if having the extra Europa League games in there was enough, yeah. he's now going to have international games. And his hamstrings are just dried up rubber bands. They go all the time. And I think... Having having Bowen that can go over, I don't want to say yeah. I think the rope's fit enough to play ninety minutes of football. That's your highest earning, you're talking about there. Yeah, exactly. Not our top all time goal scorer in the Premier League though, who is. <laughs> that's um, crazy. I think the fact that we would we will be. I think Ben Rama's played a lot more central now, um, and I think that's because Lingard's not there to to take that role off of him. Um, I think if the inevitable does happen. And, and Antonio's legs just disintegrate. And I think we'll have to move either Bowen or Ben Rama up to that position. And that's why I think we we would benefit of having Lingard again. Like yep. for that for that extra depth. But yeah, it, it does worry me that our only striker is actually a right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Allardyce refused to play for a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. We forget Antonio, that. Sam Allardyce signing. <laughs> Antonio truly does baffle me, I think. I mean, about a year and a half ago, I was on this podcast saying that I'd beat him in a one-on-one game, Antonio. I, I think it was actually you, Jack, that summed him up perfectly in that he, A, plays like he's wearing Timberlands, but also <laughs> plays like the kid at school wearing a backpack. And that, well, that for me, is a nail on the head. I think, I think my uh, proviso was that uh, he wasn't allowed to just knock the ball past me, which... <laughs> It's quite a big advantage that I'm taking away from him, but one by one. That's kind of like when you say that, it's kind of like the opposite of the kiss of death because you said it about Tammy as well. Now he's got himself. Yeah, yeah. The thing with Antonio was the majority of the times that you would tune in to watch him, he didn't look like a footballer, let alone a striker. But Hmm. I've never seen a man get so lucky with a dreadful first touch. This is it. I, I went with it bounces the right way each time. It, it bounces <laughs> off of other people onto him. Like, <laughs> I went with his Steve. first ever goal. I think it was against Southampton. He's atrociously dribbled around a few players, got into the box, fallen over. Someone's gone to clear it and it's bounced off his head and looped over the keeper. And that just summed the bloke up. And I love him a bit for it. Yeah, what's it's in my head. I, I went with Steve to watch um, West Ham away at Anfield, um, so I was with the West Ham fans. Um, did chat West Ham till I died that day as well, so the fourth <laughs> club I've sung that about. Um, and Antonio was constantly running down, looking like he was never going to finish anything at all. Pyatt had already scored a free kick right into the top corner, if that uh, brings back some memories. And the one chance he did score... He literally fell over while trying to place it in, and it went underneath <laughs> the keeper. Yeah, <laughs> and then you look. Well, I've, I've got a few few close mates that are Liverpool fans, and one of them absolutely detests Antonio playing against him because, like, oh, he's just so good on the ball. He's so strong. I'm like, been watching week in week out. He's he, he does bits, but he's the clumsiest player I've ever seen. That and almost again, helps. Though. I love it. Like, exactly. There was a know, of... How are they going to guess what he's going to do if he's got no clue himself? Yeah, I mean, he genuinely might not. I know that can be an overused cliche, but I get the impression he actually yeah. doesn't know what's coming next. It's, it's, it's like an Agatha Christie novel well. for him. He can't wait for the <laughs> twist. 
I was won over by Gabrielle when we played West Ham at the start of last season. And Kessier actually scored the winner in that game uh, late on after we were pummeled for the majority of it. And the way that Gabrielle coped with Antonio was the reason I kind of was convinced that he's a decent player because he is, for a new defender coming into the league, he's one of the worst guys you can come up against because mm. he is pretty much, if you were to make just put every quality of a Premier League striker into one, then that's him. He's just a nightmare to play against. Yeah. And uh, I guess you do need someone to be uh, following in behind that. Although that lad you signed, it was Hugh Gill, wasn't it? The one you oh, signed a couple of years. He's yeah. done about five moves since, hasn't he? I, every, every transfer um, window, I see him popping up and he's moving somewhere else. Yeah, I, I, I did see a tweet earlier, actually, when people were talking about um, Zuma, whether Zuma was a, a board signing or a David Moyes signing. And and it came out that it was a David Moyes signing. And someone did say, oh, see, I don't think David Moyes actually ever made a bad signing. And then sort of everyone redirected him to Jordan Hugill, who yeah. was yeah. just an exception to that rule. Um, he, he was, yeah, he was more a meme than a player, I think. Little, and I think West Ham need to... Can't, can't wait to walk out with all the bubbles. And that was all it got shown ever. <laughs> Get Carl Jenkinson back in. Oh, absolutely. Carl Jenkinson and bring Carton Cole out retirement again. I think you need another deadline day like you, when you brought Mido and Benny McCarthy in on the same day. I mean, we need what to a day. Mascherano, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Sky Sports breaking news. Harry Kane is convinced his reputation has not been tarnished. <laughs> I know there's a lot of noise surrounding me, but I was quite calm. They really are having a slow evening, then. <laughs> well, um, Wolves uh, in advance talks with Kiefer Moore as well, so uh, they've gone for Renato yes. Sanchez to Kiefer Moore. So <laughs> how's your day going? Um, if we go... Actually, Dan, I have a question for you just before um, we carry on. So are you shocked that like Liverpool and like West Ham, that Arsenal never really looked close to signing a striker. Um, Tammy was the closest link we got, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know how heavy that link was, though. I didn't really read into it too much. Um, it seemed like if we, got, if we could up. get rid of Eddie or Lacquer, then he was the guy. But yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I, I, feel, I feel like we needed... I, I mean, I would have loved to get a striker in, but we needed to... Shift um, Laka or Eddie. Yeah. Um, I at one point I was like, get rid Start of the Bamian, but maybe that was just a little <laughs> bit harsh. Um, I don't know. I've just I've been through the motions as you have. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that we haven't signed a striker because no. I feel like we're just Mikel is has con- got continued faith in Bamian to resurrect what he had three years ago. Um, but I just don't, I, don't, I can't see it. I really can't see it. I think Arsenal fans got ahead of themselves when Aubameyang scored a hat-trick against West Brom's under-12s. Um, and it just, yeah, I, I, it does not surprise me that we haven't signed a striker. I think we should have signed, should have, uh, should have signed a striker um, amongst all the other signings we have made. Um, yeah. This is like yeah. counselling for people who... Whose clubs didn't sign who they wanted, and well, I thought, yeah, and, and Goss kind of gate crash. You're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, like I'm, an AA I'm meeting. Like, Goff, you've got your life together. Though. What are you doing here? Get out! I've got a know. question for Goff in a minute. I've not forgotten about it. Yeah, it's. It, I think. Um, 
So doesn't doesn't surprise me at all. Um, if, yeah, we should have got rid of Eddie, and we shouldn't have tried to sell him for twenty million. We're yeah. idiots. Yeah. End of. Um, it does now look like uh, Griezmann is on his way back to uh, Atletico Madrid, so that's the latest uh, transfer that looks like mm. is going through. Um, God, so Arsenal have spent more than anyone else in the league, if you haven't heard. Um, and there's been a lot of stick that have come their way, perhaps uh, rightly or wrongly. The main comparison when it happened, so when Varane signed for United, there was almost more tweets about the Ben White than there was actually the fact you were signing a multiple-time Champions League winner. When you look at the other signings that made in the window, how do you do? You still think fifty million for Ben White too much? Um, yes. I think if take a pinch of salt, I think I've said it on the pod before that he's got that English tax on him where it's probably added an extra twenty million onto his price tag, hasn't it? Um I'd have said around twenty five to thirty without that. Kurt Zuma's just gone for thirty. But this was before the whole Kurt Zuma thing, that's the thing. Like I personally would have I would have taken Kurt Zuma out of Ben White. But um Jesus. <laughs> But yeah, when you see Varane going for 40, I know you can talk yeah. much more about his wages. It kind of puts it into, into perspective, doesn't it? It's... Yeah. I get. I guess the big difference, Real Madrid wanted to sell and Brighton didn't, I guess. It's probably the easiest way um, to break it down. Nice to have uh, Sean now with us. Um, when, so, oh, Wolves, Kamara, Kamara deals off. Wolves are having a rough day. <laughs> I thought the price looked like it made more sense when Romero went for 45 million and it was okay. If you add the English price on top of that, then it doesn't look quite so bad. I do think it's one that for every time he has a good game, you're going to see, and people said he wasn't worth 50 million, there'll be some freakish Arsenal fans that will say that after, I'm sure. We played Norwich or someone like that. I'm not counting my chickens against them. And every time he makes a mistake, it's going to be, so you're telling me this guy is worth 50 million. But I do think it's standing out a bit too much when you look at some of the other centre-back deals. Like it's, it's not uncommon of a price for in, in, in that region. Uh, we seem to get a lot more stick for 50 million for Ben White than 45 for Romero. And I imagine it's because more people have seen Ben White and they don't have so much of an opinion on Romero. The ironic thing with the uh, the English tax to speak of is is that there is also uh, the flip side of that is in our sort of minds. Even just like an English name just seems so much like less sexy than a foreign sign. <laughs> Fifty million pounds for Ben White. Had he been like a you know a Brazilian or Italian player, you might go, well, look, I don't know anything about him, but he could be great. He could be terrible. Whereas, because he's an English player, and all fuss a bit much, and he used to play for Brighton. What are you doing, spending fifty million on him? Yeah, I, I was a lot more excited about it when I, before I this podcast. Was, no, when I thought it was happening, basically, like you, you see the player linked, and you kind of have no real interest. And then, usually, the best way a club does it is so. As soon as we were linked with him, about the next day, I saw him linked with Chelsea. I was like, hang on a minute, we were linked with him. We're the we're the ones getting Van White here, and then very quickly. Uh, you kind of get attached to the saga of the player. I, I was under no illusions that his aerial duels, as we mentioned earlier, is by no means the strongest part of his game. But 
I guess the reasons we brought him in is because he's supposed to do what David Luiz did last year in terms of distribution from the back. And he is as good as any in the league at doing that. So I'm sure you'll be able to coach him into it. If there's one thing we know about Arsenal. Yeah. Obviously, I'll, coaching defenders. Essentially, I think a lot of judgments were made because he had a tough time with Ivan Tony when that was actually overstated in itself. A lot more of that was put on Pablo Mari, who we saw what Lukaku did to him afterwards. I think far, far better defenders will have a tough time with Tony this this season just because of what a tank he is. Yeah, it's a horrible game, Ram- isn't it? A horrible game to get thrown in. Yeah. Um, Ramsdale is the one I think that's caused <laughs> more question marks than perhaps any deal in, honestly, as long as I can remember. I don't think I've seen as much. He must have been thrilled with the Ben White sign <laughs> because <laughs> you could take at least some shine off this I was going to ask you, you, TK, when the move was first mentioned in the media, did you ever consider that it was a real possibility? Well, yeah, because it's just one of those things where it's too random a thing for it not to have some substance. You're not, you can either just link Man United with a top player and go, right, well, there may be no substance to this, but no, you can just make it up. Arsenal get a link with Aaron Ramsdale. It's just yeah. too crazy a thing to make up. I mean, but you've had you've had ample chances to walk away from this, and you've still gone back to it. But I just I so can't explain. He says it. we wanted him the year before. And I then, mean, even that I can understand a little bit more because you didn't have to watch him have that year that he had at Sheffield United. He he, he I mean, their season wasn't great, so I'll, I'll preface it with that. But I'm aware of that. He did get their player of the season. No, I've spoken I before. I, I admire that you've talked yourself into this, but it's it's more than I can do. I can't do it. I mean, you look you look at he's a good shot stopper, but he did have to face a considerable amount more shots than the majority of other goalkeepers because of that second <laughs> back line. But like being like in a shit team normally means the goalie gets a lot of praise because it's I remember you know do you remember like Scott Scott Carson was at Charlton and he was just saving everything but still conceding like a couple because. They were just that bad. Whereas Ramsdale didn't even have that. I think the second half of the season, he got a fair amount of praise. Honestly, the first I, half of the season was that bad. Honestly, I, I think you, you're off the rails. You're off the rails, honestly. I, I, the problem is, he will get better, but I think his potential is to get to, like I don't know, like a sixth to tenth place club, which presumably you're buying young players with the ambition that Okay, they're okay now. They'll be a, a top player. One their play. kitchen the old time here. Yeah. <laughs> more, more, more banging than. I, I feel like I've prepped you milk back in the day. Um, <laughs> I was running that bath already. Yeah, <laughs> the, we, 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 we've we've hit. I, I have I have been charmed. But I, I, I'll go out. I, I'll go out to fight for that man. <laughs> That's incredible, honestly. Because right. if we rerun like twelve months. <laughs> I mean, I was willing Check to go the back to Tammy Abraham at points this summer. It's, it's, been, it's been a long old window. I'm quite relieved <laughs> it's coming to an end. I, I start, if I'm picking my best team for Arsenal to face Norwich, Aaron Ramsdale's my keeper. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's not fun options, I'll be honest. I mean, yeah, did you see that first goal second, for City though. on... Saturday. Yeah, but your problem is you've also reached a point with Leno where you hate him so much. 
Like, he exactly. did make a couple of absolute screamer exactly. saves, but you're happy to ignore them in yeah. favour of uh, Aaron Ramsdale. Well, I, I don't see any harm in giving Ramsdale a shout and seeing what he can do with the, with the current defence. Um, oh, you're playing I, with house I, money. I just, I just, he kept a clean sheet again. I just, I just want to see him <laughs> ignoring this. <laughs> yeah, under saves. Incredible. But I, I'd rather I'd rather see Mikel give give people a chance than play the same shit players every week. So I'm glad that Hector Bayerin is almost out the door. Wow, that seems to be too soon. Yeah, no, he's doing his medical. He's doing a medical, unless unless something pops up in the medical. Oh, right. so there's, there's just been a Fabrizio uh, update from him. Yeah. Real Betis are finally closing the deal for Hector Bellerin after medical yeah. completed today. Salary that's issues true. to be resolved with La Liga. Arsenal are now hopeful too. That's still not yeah. filling me with too much confidence. Yeah, I, don't know. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, but... Uh, I'd rather, I'd rather than Connor's Kelsey just sent me the Kuhne deal for uh, Chelsea is off, so uh, yeah, it's off. Yeah, Chalibur it's sticking it out for them. Chalibur looks decent. It looks yeah, decent. He does, like a decent it? player. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say Ramsdale, give him a shout against um, the Norwich for sure. I just rather, I'd rather see Mikel mix it up, try something new, but just get don't fucking put Kalasan actually in the team. I'm gonna get that. I'd, I'd do exactly the same. I'd start Ramsdale. I think the sign is madness, but I'd definitely start him. But I think that swings back to the whole Maitland-Niles thing. You can understand his tweet. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's it you, think you think Ramsdale's lost on it? Well, uh, yeah, I think he's seen that and I've probably sent him over the edge, to be honest. He's looked at that and thought, you've shipped me out <laughs> to bottom of the league. I've had to play under potentially the worst manager you can play under, apart from you, Arteta. And you won't even give me a chance. Like I've watched you play week in, week out. Well, if Ainsley fancies a going goal, he might be able to have a game. I'd play him at left back even over Klasenac. Anywhere. Oh, I thought you were going to say over Tierney. Yeah, when we yeah, no, no, last two games were at left centre back. <laughs> Pablo Murray's game yeah, was what, that bad. What's happening with Chelsea. him, though? What's happening with Klasenac? Uh, the, 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 the Turkish window's open for another week, so there's still a bit yeah. of time there. Okay. Um, How, much we'll on, Byron? How much is Kalasanac? Kalasanac over a hundred grand a week. I thought, oh my <laughs> god, yeah. that is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, have, um, I have ninety he, in my mind, but that's yeah, that's not. I'll never say a bad word about Yarmolenko ever again. Yes, yeah, so you know these. Um, How is Maitland-Niles where... agent getting pulled up? His agent should be. So <laughs> what happened was um, he was his contract expired at Schalke, and then. It was one. It was a weird one where it was announced like in like March or something like that that we'd agreed basically a deal to sign him, and he'd just been in the Bundesliga team of the season. And I think what it is is you know you get the is it called like SofaScore the app? I think Troy uh, swears by it, where it essentially takes the rating on metrics rather than like the actual performance. So you can have say a goalkeeper that is saving twenty shots, and he would be in their team of the week because he plays for a shit team, basically. And I think their team of the season, at least for how it was deemed on for this particular team of the season, was done that way. And he got in, must have been on that basis. It can't have been by defending. Um, so, yeah. And whenever you're a free agent, you get more wages, don't you? Because they say you're offsetting the cost of uh, the transfer fee. Yeah. Yeah, I get that, but... And then, Christ, I mean, the highlight of his career has been stepping in front of a knife for Ozil. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the club were thinking, did you have to step in? Did you not? Know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could have saved us a few. I just think I, I think I speak for for everyone when I say I cannot wait for this Arsenal show. <laughs> we spoke about this a bit yesterday. Uh, it's already up for an Oscar. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. We we can skip past the uh, uh, other deals because I'm sure we'll we'll get into them a bit later. Sean, if I'm not mistaken, you are with us. Yeah, I am. Yep. How was squash? Not bad. Best best uh, best so far. Best results so far. All right. So we do have some Spurs questions. And then we'll close the episode by, if you all want to think about this now in your head, I'll get everyone's best buy, best bargain, worst buy, player you're surprised wasn't sold, and which team has improved the most. And maybe that, we'll have some breaking news by then. Is AJ not here? No, no. No, I didn't want that word, did he? Eesh. We've saved Spurs just for you. Harper did want to be dialed in. Um, has he been here secretly? But I did try and call him, didn't answer. Um, so, Spurs, now that we know Kane is staying, should top four be the aim? Uh, well, I think it's definitely the aim. That's, that's always going to be the aim. Whether it's whether it's realistic, I don't know. But the thing I'm kind of holding out hope for is that usually every year, one of, you know, if we talk about like City, United, Liverpool, Chelsea, one of them will like flop or not do as well. Um, obviously, last year... I guess say Liverpool, but they did somehow end up in fourth. So. Yeah, and we fourth. don't know how either. And then Chelsea also third when that struggling, oh, and then they end up. Liverpool I'm not convinced third. Liverpool got those points. They suddenly <laughs> seem to be in the top four. <laughs> we didn't see the results. We got third. Don't ask yeah, how, but we I'm, did. Maybe I'm holding out hope for for one of them to to drop. I'm not really sure who the most realistic out of those is now. Maybe United because they've got Ollie, but. Um, so yeah, that, that's the hope. But realistically, I, I don't think we'll we'll get there. I think fifth can be something we can aim for, but hopefully fourth. But yeah, I don't see it happen. Goff, when you look at this Spurs team, if you are say you've got a position of power above you with Daniel Levy, and you're setting the objectives of what you think Nuno should be achieving, would top four be what you'd put down, or would you be saying top six, top eight, avoid relegation? With that Spurs team, I'd say top six. You'd, you'd tell him to aim for top four, but I'd be happy with a top six finish. So Obviously, you would be disappointed if they didn't, if in the manager's performance, if they I didn't think, get top four. I think Europe has to be the minimum. Obviously, it's, it's Nuno's first season in charge, so you've got to like factor that in as well for him to create his own like imprint onto the team. But yeah, I'd say Europe would be the minimum. So it. It came out, Sean, I don't know if you saw this, that Wolves at one point this window had actually accepted a loan deal with an obligation for Triore, and then it ultimately just didn't go through in the end. Uh, they then pulled out on it after. Oh, no, I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah, no. seven, it was going to be £7 million up front, and we don't know what uh, the fee was going to be at the end of that. I, I, I meant to be uh, equal in about £50 million total, I think. Yeah. Um. Is so I don't know if you were on when we said this. So the, the breaking news that came out were on Sky Sports was Kane says he doesn't believe his reputation with Spurs has been tarnished by the events this summer. Do you think that's true? 
<laughs> is he the person to to say that? Yeah, well, yeah I'm not he, sure he, he can make the judgment. Can he? Yeah. He, he said <laughs> he said he doesn't he doesn't believe he's seen any differently because people people deep down know what's going on. Well, uh, he he obviously is a little bit, but then equally, yeah, football fans are fickle. Like as soon as he starts scoring a couple of goals, if he scores against Arsenal, for example, then obviously people forget, and then it'll just happen again in the summer. So. It's definitely been affected a little bit, but it's not like irre- irreparable damage. The Bellerin deal's done, by the way, Dan, if you were getting a bit anxious. Woo! I see that. Uh, you've snaked us there as we were trying to get Oreo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I mean, what, what options for Betis? Oh, phenomenal. <laughs> Oreo or Bellerin, which do you want, lads? Bellerin, uh, boyhood Betis fan, so uh, maybe that's gone his way. And he At least one Betis fan's happy then. I don't think Aurier was going to be uh, prepared to take a pay cut. Maybe that shows how bad you want to get out of Arsenal, that <laughs> two players have now taken a pay cut to leave. Um, you kind of mentioned it there, Sean. You, you don't consider this Kane being here for good now, then? You think you could be doing this all again in a year's time? Uh, <clears throat> well, look, ultimately, if Kane has his choice, then obviously he'll, he'll go next year. But I don't know whether that'll happen because of of the different strikers that are available next season. Um, it seems like Guardiola wants Kane more than City do, I guess. And if Guardiola's yeah. leave after that year as well, then I don't know, it seems like a less, lot less likely uh, for City. So, yeah, it might be out of his cold because obviously Haaland is available. It depends where he goes. Yeah. I think United is possibly the one that's more viable I next season. I think Haaland ends up there. Maybe, but, but yeah, I guess it depends yeah, on where it goes. But ultimately... I believe he's going to want 100 million next year, probably. And I don't know if we'll get that. So, Can you not see one of those Rooney scenarios? Because I'm sure Rooney did this more than once at United, where you put in the transfer request and then that doesn't happen and you sign a new deal for improved terms. That Mate. was kind of what I thought might happen with Kane once we saw it wasn't happening. Possibly. I think it will depend on this, this year. Because like, I could see if we did get fourth in, in some way, you don't think I'll sign with this season then? I thought like before the season, uh, all yeah, the windows yeah. even closed, you might sign one. No, I think it'd be end of season. So if we, let's say we do get fourth, and then you know the dominoes fall that you know maybe United aren't interested, or if Harden goes to United and then it turns out City don't actually want him at that point, then I can see us checking him like because it'll be twenty nine thirty, check him a four year contract, which you probably won't get anywhere else. Give him a pay rise, and he might sign it. Um, yeah. You're stuck into you, aren't you? Think like either either way. I think you might still want to leave because let's say he does win something, it'll be like, wow, I've won something now, so I can go. Uh, yeah. Or he doesn't win anything and leaves, but, but yeah, so I can see that situation coming. I think it depends on how we do this season. Like if we limp to seventh again, or even limp to sixth, then probably not going to stay. But if we get if we get like we run fourth close and finish fifth or finish fourth, maybe win something. Uh, then yeah, that might situation. That situation might happen. So it was confirmed earlier tonight that Spurs have uh, signed Emerson Royale now from Barcelona. Uh, Thirty million for him, forty-two million, I believe it was for Romero. What is Spurs' best back four slash five now? Whichever you think they'll play. Um, gosh, a hard one. Well, Loris in goal is obvious, and then Reggie on at left back is is obvious as yeah. well. Uh, I don't know anything about this Royale, so I can't really judge 
judge on that. I, I and yet like... he's already in a right back. He's already ahead of Doherty and Aureus. <laughs> well, yeah, he's definitely ahead of them. But uh, I he, quite like Tanga. So, uh, but he's, he's the... an attacking fullback. So okay. So the way Tanga I that is, yeah. is more of a defensive body there, isn't he? And then it, yeah. it's very similar to Arsenal with Tierney, where we've now got a defensive guy right back because your left side is so attacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess, you know, maybe he'll play both. And then, like, games where we're expecting to be on the back foot, he might play Tanganga as a defensive yeah. option. If we're attacking more, then he'll play Royale with Reguilon. So, so possibly swapping those depending on the game. And then Romero at centre-back. The issue with that is, is this the quarantine rules, though? Because that looks like... So there's, obviously, there's three international breaks. If he goes to every one, then he has to quarantine in so, hotel for, like, a week. Didn't they ban the players from going, like Cavani? No, they're going. going. Yeah, going. some are going, aren't they? Yeah. Going. Cavani's not going now, is he? He you turned on it and said, fine, I won't go. I think, uh, I think a few are on a private jet, like uh, Martinez, Buendia, La Salsa and Romero are all just going. They've got a jet themselves and they're going, I think. Uh, so that's an issue for Romero. That's why I think he may, may not play that much until January if, you know, if he's going to have to do that every time then. It's not like he can just train, like he has to stay in a hotel on his own for 10 days. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, I don't know how that worked, but if we took that out, then yeah, Romero and then probably San- for choosing between Sanchez and Dyer is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually think Dyer is a safer option. Yeah. Uh, yeah, possibly, but uh, they've both got clangers in them. I think Sanchez, the, I'd lean towards Sanchez just on the basis that. He's got a bit more pace about him, yeah. so he can maybe catch up on some of the errors that he makes. So, and then I don't know, maybe the South American connection with Romero. Uh, so, yeah, I'd probably go Sanchez, but like I said it. Ideally, the Welsh Berezi gets in there, but I'm not sure where he gets. <laughs> the 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 most telling thing with that is half this chat doesn't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Joe um, Rogan. The, the thing with um, what you're going to see a lot with Emerson and with um, Tommy Asu is that Arsenal didn't bid for Emerson Royale and yet that clown Cave, who I can see on my screen now, the biggest helmet <laughs> of this transfer window, <laughs> put a thing out saying Arsenal wanted him and he's chosen Spurs. Spurs were interested in Tommy Asu early and ultimately decided he wasn't the profile they wanted and instead they're going for... Uh, Emerson Royale. Yeah. And yet both of these awful football Twitter fan bases I've seen all day. I've seen, I, I muted the word gargantuan earlier because it's just <laughs> horrific. And I've seen both saying that so and so rejected your small club because they wanted to go here and vice versa. Probably about the same with you know, Romero and Ben White comparisons the whole way through. So it yeah. could be a rough time to log on to Twitter after any. Arsenal or Spurs <laughs> game. Tanganga, you're not concerned that his minutes might drop with him coming in? Because initially he came in as a centre-back, didn't he? So is there no chance that he plays at centre-back? Yeah, yeah. So I think he wants... I think that's ideally where he wants to play. I think he wants to be a centre-back. But um, I don't know if he goes... Maybe he does. But obviously it looks at the moment that we're going to be playing Sanchez and Dyer and then Romero will come in for one of them. So... Yeah. And then you've got Road, possibly, maybe he might play in like the Europa Conference League centre back with Rodon or something like that. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I am. It is, like we needed to buy a second right back because 
you can have Doherty and, and Ori there, so it, it makes sense to buy it. But yeah, I guess it is a bit annoying to if he like gets stunted and doesn't play as much. But said so hopefully it's a situation where they like split it like Ben Davis and Danny Rose used to do, so he still gets a decent amount. Yeah. And finally, are you surprised that nobody bought Aurier or Doherty in this window? <laughs> well, no. Um, we'll probably try to give them away and still not. <laughs> I think the, right. one, the one issue is the... Wages. My main issue is that... Well, no, I, I meant like, if I yeah. look at the wise overall, is that... I mean, if you look at our three games, you've obviously won every single one 1-0. One uh, yeah. That's because the field is very rigid. It's like skip... Hoiberg and, and Ali are all doing similar jobs. Essentially, I haven't got that person who's creative. That's someone like Ericsson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's possibly that player, but hes I don't know if he's ever going to turn up or not. So I imagine, like, surely... Well, it, I can give you the Kane quote now. I'll read it in front of me. I know there was a lot of noise surrounding me, but I, know where that came I, was, from. But I was quite calm. He went on to say... I knew what the situation was between me and the club, and that's the way it'll stay. Okay, so him being confident, his reputation hasn't been tarnished, is behind the scenes. When you're in it, you know the truth. Then your conscience is clear. That is that has nothing to do with your reputation. Your reputation is what is on the outside. Does he just not know what reputation means? Probably not. There's every chance. All right. All right. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, and hopefully, Endomele can. <clears throat> I don't see that happening. Yeah. So that's the one area we're, we're missing. You need him on uh, whatever interview with Lukaku, where they just tested him and basically found like he's allergic to something. Maybe that's happening with uh, Endombele. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, but his allergies are swelling that's up the his problem. stomach. All right. So I've got then the questions I said, and I'll go through all of you and ask you the same questions. So. We will start with we'll start with Blackton if you are still there, ready and waiting. Who do you think is the best purchase of the window? Not the best bargain, just the best transfer that's been completed in the Premier League. Uh, best, yeah, uh, Lukaku for me. Um, look, I don't think he's the easiest man to watch based on his last spell at United. Um, often was picking up his second touch off the M25. Um, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't an easy watch, but there's no denying after we watched him in the Euros and if you watched a bit of Serie A last season, he is a proven goal awesome. scorer. <laughs> yeah, he's just he scores goals. It's not always pretty, yeah. but he scores goals, and that's the only thing missing from that team. You watched it when um, when Tuchel first came in and he's scoring. Uh, sorry, they're not scoring. They're, yeah. they're creating ridiculous numbers, and they drew. They kept clean sheets in their first three, didn't they? But I think they they drew the first one nil nil. Then they might have got a one nil yeah. in their second. I think Alonso scored it potentially, and it was actually yeah. frozen out shortly just... after for Chilwell. But he's back in again now. Um, I'm going to go him for sure for me. Yeah, after that nil nil, the lad uh, we all know whose name rhymes with waft says that he was completely done with Tuchel and uh, he wanted nothing to do with it. And he'd, he'd never watch a game that he was managing again. Uh, he, yeah. he was done with football when Frank got his game. Though, yeah. so. A lot of Chelsea fans start actually. Burnley, <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the strangest headline on Sky Sports this evening was that 
quite specifically Burnley, they didn't say anyone else, were offered Weston McKenney from Juventus. Oh, wow. So did, they didn't pick up on that. So I don't know what happened there. Uh, Sean, if we go to you, who do you think is the best buy of the window? Uh, hard to disagree with that, really. Hard to disagree with, with Lukaku. Um, if I was to pick another one... Just, what maybe, do you think? Wendia? Wendia? Yeah. I think yeah. he'll be. I think he'll prove to be a, a really good player. So, yeah, either of those. But Lukaku would be the one I'd probably choose. What do you think, Connor? Yeah, I, I, I would have gone with pretty much the exact same. Gone with Lukaku. Um, if, if he does get the form that that he had in in Italy, then yeah, he's unplayable. But again, that that touch that he had at United seems to just get worse and worse. And you did see spells of that in Italy. But it's it's a different game, so yeah. I, I think he will. I think he will be firing on all cylinders. I think I I do think that's what will win Chelsea the league. They just uh, sorry. Well, yeah. Goff, are you going to make the uh, argument for Ronaldo here? I'm not. No, I can't see past me. Oh. Uh, basically, for the same reasons as the other boys have said, it was the one thing which was probably missing from that Chelsea team was scoring goals. Um. They have no problems creating them, as, as we know. But they've, they've now got that player who should be there slotting them in. and It makes them quite a, a scary unit for the season going ahead. TK, what about you? You're going to make the argument for Grealish? No, no, I'm not. Um, the, the boys are right, obviously, about Lukaku. And if they do win the league, he'll prove to be the best best buy. Um, I think Ings and Villa, I think, considering they've lost Grealish, they've basically signed a guarantee of a certain amount of goals. I think that's a good buy. Uh, I'm going to say Varane I do think if United are going to do anything as much as all the talk is about Ronaldo it's probably going to be about Varane forming a partnership with Maguire so I'm going to say I'm going to say him just to be slightly different Yeah I was going to go with Lukaku as well Um, (laughs) doesn't seem an unpopular opinion I thought uh, I thought Goff would make the argument for uh, Ronaldo so uh, unfortunate there um, I've not. Ah, oh, Dan, I haven't asked Thank you. you. you I was <coughs> looking on my list, seeing uh, who I haven't asked. Um, yeah, I think I think Lukaku again. Um, he is he's just the cherry on the cake for Chelsea. I think it's like, like like the lads have said is is what they've needed for a while. They just need a proven striker. Um, a hundred mil might. Uh, I don't know. I don't know whether a hundred mil was like. I don't know if the. the uh, I don't know if it should have been a hundred mil, but um, yeah, I think I think if he, if they win the league, that hundred mil yeah. will look will look so small um, for what he brings to a team. Yeah, and like um, I can't remember who said, but um, his touch seems to improve just a yeah. little bit. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, what is he? Twenty eight now. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, he sort of turned into it into a bit of a leader. Five year deal um, they gave him. Yeah, I don't know if it gets to yeah, the that's five a Chelsea years, five year but... deal, mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think yeah, I think Lukaku, and then if I had to go for a second deal, it would probably be um, Buendia. I think he's going to do bits in the Premier League. Well, I'll, I was going to stick with you again and uh, say who you think <laughs> the best bargain is. So, would Buendia fall into that with you, or anyone else come to mind? Um, ben White? No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> who would it be? Mike? Yeah, no, I'd say Buendia again. Um, I well, I, oh, I don't know. yeah, no, we'll go up in there. 
or you might go for your man Nuno Tavares. No, no. I mean, I like him. Um, he hasn't done <laughs> enough in, in a shirt yet for me to warrant. Uh, oh, it was only what eight and a half million, but yeah. you just don't know if he's going to be any good. Um, <laughs> you, 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 you did say that he got bounced off the ball a few times against West Brom, which is right, but. It does look like a threat going forward, but I just can't yeah. say if it's going to be a, a good deal or not. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I, I meant to say earlier, just uh, for the record, when we were talking about Liverpool and strikers, I actually think if you'd signed Timo Werner um, when Chelsea did, I, I think he'd have been perfect for you. So maybe you can uh, pick him up when Chelsea ultimately dispose of him. And uh, you can have my co-sign there. TK, who do you think is the best bargain of the window? Well, for the sheer tiny amount of money that was spent, I feel like he's not going to do this all season, but I feel like Damari Gray, like one and a half million or whatever, is a pretty yeah. unbelievable pickup. Yeah. He's, he's looking a force right now. He's playing really well. And he always he always shows sort of like bits of what he could do before, but you knew it was going to be inconsistent. But even if you were to take yeah. that, 1.5 million is yeah. insane. Definitely, um, yeah. So I was thinking that, and then I, I do think um, Odegaard for 30 million is great business. I don't know how things are going to go for Arsenal because they're such a, a shit show as we've basically touched on most of this pod. But feasibly, if you know if he's an English talent or isn't leaving from Real Madrid who are trying to make some money, you're talking at least double that. So I think that's good business, whatever else happens. Yeah. Uh, Sean, what about you? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think... Possibly Damari Gray uh, as well. I've, based, I've just seen the news that um, looks like Calvin Lewin pulled out of the England squad as well. So yeah, yeah, really, uh, yeah, it was yesterday. That possibly like oh yeah, okay. So just all that. So then yeah, poss- I know that's not really the question, but it will benefit them having him there. So uh, and it is really cheap. So there's pretty much no risk as well. So yeah, so the same. Blackton, what about you? I think it's uh, it didn't actually Damari Gray didn't come into my equation. I've got two, but that, the points that were made about Damari Gray were absolutely spot on. One point five million, and what a bargain! Mental. I, yeah. I actually think you could make some money on no goals or assists after November, though. I think he's going to be like uh, Hamas. He's going to be like Hamas, hit the ground running and be awful. But like you said, one point five million, he's probably already paid it in in three games. Um, but my two were, and I was really torn. Um, I think Danny Ings was a good point, like a good shout yeah, for that. Yeah, really my shout. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to go with that one. Um, I'm going to. A problem is I don't know his wages, but if Ronnie hits the ground running and wins him the title, you're going to have to say him for the small fee. Um, like I, I don't know the wages, and I don't know if we're it's taking only, that into uh... consideration on the bargain. So um, you might think it's only half a million a week. <laughs> <laughs> so I think if the problem is, is will he hit the ground running? But if he does, you, you're going to have to say he's completely changed it because they were nowhere yeah. near last season. Um, my wild card is Junior Furpo, though. At least. I think, yeah, I just think that man can get the best out of quite a few players. And it, he was wanted by a lot of clubs what, uh, last year. The story year. with that is um, a number of clubs were interested in him. And uh, I forget his name, and I know him because uh, Mick Orter, the uh, director of football at Leeds, was the only one. He, he travelled over to Spain and he quarantined for the seven days just yeah. to meet him in person rather than do it over Zoom. Apparently, that impressed him that much that it kind of gave him a head start. Not to say he wouldn't have signed for them anyway, but 
you know, definitely. sometimes these transfer deals, just speaking to th- someone face to face can be what gets it over the line. Yeah, I had those two, but I've uh, since someone said Damari Gray, I think that's probably it's hard to argue with, isn't it? Um, I was going to go for um, Simare at Leicester, who we've not seen much of just yet. I'm kind of banking on him coming into the team uh, later in the season. But for 17 million, when you look at the way he was rated in France, you look at the role he played in them uh, winning the league last season, I couldn't believe that Arsenal, United and some of the other teams weren't in for him considering the holes in their squad. So I'm basing that more on what I expect than what we've seen so far. But uh, I think that's a superb shout, that one as well. I'll have to see how he goes. Connor, did you say you were going for uh, Danny Ings? Ings, yeah. I mean, bargain's a bit of a tricky word. Obviously, Damari Gray for 1.5 mil is, yeah, is yeah. nothing. But when you weigh at the value of it, Ings is such a proven scorer. And for Villa to turn it round in 24 hours as, as well, for, you know, 25 yeah. mil, wasn't it, for, for, for a three-year deal, is, is, it's just such a solid buy. Just guaranteed sure. to, to pay off for him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who do I have next on my list? I know uh, Dan's had to bounce, so I'll say cheers to him for coming on. I had to text him also. We'll, we'll stick with you, uh, Connor. Who do you think is the worst buy of the window? Biggest uh, one, that kind of thing. Well, now I, I, I don't want to make people angry, but Jaden Sancho for the reason I just I just don't know if it is going to come to fruition for him. You know what I mean? Especially he was when he signed. It was oh, Sancho's finally joined. You know, it'd been a couple of years of speculation constantly. <laughs> I agree over, with you. Yeah, I, I like you talking. Alex Crowell's just been confirmed, by the way. Yeah, I've seen that, and Ben Jones has just tweeted me saying he looks like um, David Luiz and Sancho Bob's gone on a four day bender at Creamfields. But yeah, I think you know, it was it was so built up, and then he finally joins, and it happened so early on in the in the in the transfer window, and now just you know, Ronaldo's just going to completely overshadow anyone. <laughs> That's it. If he doesn't play well, Ronaldo's next to him balling. It's exactly. going to look horrible. Isn't it? Yeah. It. He he had a horror show on uh, Sunday. Well, so, someone someone tweeted a stat comparison between um, between him and Armeric Laporte. Obviously, Laporte played two games, he got one goal, and Sancho's done nothing. He, he didn't have the benefit of playing against Arsenal, though. <laughs> True. <laughs> Goff, what, what do you think about what's just been said about Sancho there? I think, yeah, I think as a United fan, the whole two-year thing was more just relief they were actually done yeah so just as a football fan don't worry yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm exactly. relieved as well when you're being linked with a player for two years straight and then it's just like we'll just bloody get on with it so, so I think not, there might be an issue he where he goes down the same route with how much Havertz struggled when he came over from the Bundesliga which as you know wouldn't be nice to see but I think before the back end of last season he's finally starting to find his feet a little bit if he gets the winner in the Champions League final, you'll be all exactly. right. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but um, there is always that, that um, yeah, it could happen that way. But, yeah, I think it'll take him a few games to actually get going. Who who, who do you think will be the worst by, Goff? I was going to say Ramsdale just to be spiteful, but I'm not. Um, 
I don't, if, I'm not sure if the Rondon transfer goes through, then if it, I don't know if that has, but that one, and also maybe if the Kiefer Moore transfer goes through, like I don't know what Wolves are playing at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean, who, who do you think worst by the window? Uh, and what? Any anything to add, or are you just giving his name? <laughs> <laughs> does, does he does he need to? <laughs> I mean, yeah, do I need to? I think I think just and this isn't mainly isn't all on him. I think it's more just the situation he's got into. Uh, I think he yeah, could. Well, I mean, is, it, is, is it the fee? Is it just Arsenal's defence? You think he'll be a weak link? What do you think makes him the the, the, the fee? Um, I don't think, particularly really when he was at Brian, I thought there were some good aspects there, but, but I didn't necessarily see it that much. And then, yeah, I just think it won't turn out that great. And part of that is due to the what is you know surrounding him, but I also think that he just won't turn out well for Arsenal. Tierney, Gabriel, Ben White and Tommy Asu. That's a Champions League level defence you're talking about there. Put Ramsdale <laughs> in behind them. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I think people need to start having a bit more respect. Uh, <clears throat> TK, who do you think is the uh, worst buy? Well, I thought Ramsdale had this sewn up. But um, <laughs> step, in, step in, Dan James. My word. <laughs> <laughs> what a hideous piece of business. And congratulations <laughs> to Man United because that is a robbery in front of all of us. We're talking the OJ Simpson trial is happening in front of our eyes and we all know there's a crime being committed and yet somehow they're getting away with it. We we did the podcast last night and we were discussing maybe it being a rash year when we thought it was 15 million, didn't we? It turns out it's double that. When I thought it was a free, I thought it was rash. <laughs> That, that's one that's two years in the making. Don't forget that. Yeah, they've had a chance to get out of this. <laughs> I think you, you, you mentioned it yesterday. <laughs> Basically, the kind of the detailed way of people saying what it's going to be a success is um, he's fast and he runs a lot. Um, he also likes that. He's basically... <laughs> no one has ever disputed the man's pace. It's just he just can't kick a ball. It's unfortunate, but... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if um, like they knew the Ronaldo deal was on because there's no other reason that Oli was playing in those opening games of the season. There was no need for this that's, to be happening. That, that's why I just cannot understand Lingard's point of view. Dan James is getting started yeah. ahead of Yeah, him. yeah. Like, not um, <laughs> Is there anyone I've not asked about the worst boy? Me. You said Sancho, didn't you? No, I haven't said anyone yet. No, oh, is that? That was me. Dan. Um, hard to disagree with Sancho and uh, and Dan James, but mine one actually isn't either. Mine's Jack Grealish. Yeah, it's very controversial. It is controversial. I actually love him. He's unbelievable. It's nothing to do with the fee, but if you couldn't afford him and a striker, you go for the striker. Yeah, you should have gone for the striker. Yeah, that is odd, isn't it? Look. The problem is, you look at the two best teams in the Premier League for me, squad depth-wise, Chelsea and Man City. They both had one thing missing. Yeah. Right? One yeah. team's gone out and addressed that. And if that results in them winning the Premier League, you'll look at Jack Grealish and think, that is not where that money should have gone. Not because yeah. he isn't a good player, 
he's a very good player. Not not quite in world class bracket yet. Hasn't done enough, but a very good Premier League player. And in current market, English tax, like we've all spoke about, probably is around the hundred million mark. But and a calf tax. Look, yeah, I know, know, but look, if you cannot afford to go out and get that striker, if you can't go out and get Kane or Haaland, then don't go out and get Grealish. You've now got, on the bench, you've got Sterling and Mares, um, potentially. Um, You've also got Bernardo Silva, another great player. You've got Foden to come back from injury. You've got Gabriel Jesus, who doesn't really, none of us know where he plays yet. De Bruyne is still injured. You look at that bench from the weekend, you look at all of those players that can play anywhere across that three that they play because they often play like, depends if De Bruyne is fit or not. If he's fit, they Grealish play a 4-2. Grealish has been in midfield the, the game yeah, he has. He has. He has dropped into that midfield, midfield three. But he will have to go out on the wing, won't he, when De Bruyne comes back. If we all agree, well, De, Bruyne, De Bruyne is the, world class. From what we read before, that he, he wants basically... It'll be Gundogan that drops out and it'll be Grealish in Gundogan's place. So That's going to be saying, hard to do. I was about to say, if we're saying Grealish and De Bruyne are in the middle, I'm not sure that works. With Rodri or Fernandinho in behind him. Yeah, his point stands anyway, doesn't it? That about the, the three that are going to be filling yeah. that front three yeah. you come nowhere near to signing Harry Kane, does it? No, no. You've got Grealish that, in that... a pair of white jeans must be your... <laughs> he's going through the roof there Blackton if you see that oh mate it's hard I love looking at the man but for me he is the worst signing in terms of uh, that is a good point Yeah. yeah in terms is... of improving your Probably. club if if Chelsea go and win it this season will everyone will we all be on this in a year's time and say at the end of the season on the end of the season episode will we all be on here and say would it have been different if City had Kane and I think we will you look at you the Champions think, yeah. League final, they were, yeah, they, they, yeah. they were nowhere near Chelsea. I know that's one game. Lukaku, that is... if it's just one for one, do you think Lukaku works at City if you just plugged him in? Well, he, mm. he works in the Belgian you look squad the, in front, the of, in front the market, of De Bruyne. Yeah, the strikers on the, we're gathering that Kane, unless City, we're going to say we're going to drop 200 million on him, which they're ever going to do. It looks like the other options out there were quite limited. Maybe I agree. Thought, well, I agree, but they had, they had two hundred million to spend, didn't they? Because yeah. they've spent a hundred on they've they've the spent hundred on Grealish. Their striker. Maybe, definitely. I, like I could see that, but then he's not an out and out striker. Do you yeah, lose a bit in the middle from him? <laughs> and by pursuing like, Kane, they made it pretty clear they don't really believe that as well. No, yeah, but look, if 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 they 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 had two hundred million to spend this window because. They bid 100 million on Kane after Grealish. So there's your 200 million. Should yeah, they have they, done the that first? Is they didn't they, want to pay that much for him. Yeah, as Blood said, though, they got to, you get Kane first. And if you can get Grealish after, great. If you yeah. can't, they've, they've bought a fancy new TV, but they've got a hole in the roof. And they've not fixed yeah. the hole in the roof. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, next, next one up, and uh, I'll go to you first here, Sean. Um, a player you're surprised wasn't sold. Is this just Spurs? Are we speaking? No, anyone. Uh, I think I'm surprised that I'm surprised Lingard didn't go in the end. Yeah. Mm. Mm. When I was expecting to to go for sure, I guess on on both sides really. I'm not sure why United have kept him, and if you don't know why he want to stay there, so yeah, I go for Lingard. TK, is there anyone that stands out for you? By the way, just touching on, I know it's it's not technically a buy, it's only a loan, 
come back to Norwich could be a contender as well. That is as close to a guarantee of your own relegation as I can think. <laughs> uh, play your surprise that sold. Uh, it could probably have half the Arsenal squad, in fairness. Um, but how is Origi still it? Yeah, no, one. I can't believe he's still knocking about. If you were to go into training, you'd be like, are you still it? So he signed a contract as well? No, it was someone screenshotted his um, old contract um, announcement and put it out, I think, to just horrify Liverpool fans. And it did work <laughs> because I saw some Liverpool fans reacting and saying, how the fuck's he got a new deal? <laughs> yeah, I would have been pretty adamant him and Shaq were leaving the sun. Obviously, one of them did. The other one still about. My, my, my pick for this was Nat Phillips because I thought mm. he would want first-team football after what happened I thought he'd shown enough I mean we spoke on here I think we were all we were all willing on the move to Burnley just because it felt so perfect <laughs> yeah, um, exactly and I thought Liverpool wouldn't ask for too much of a fee I think somewhat it seems strange but almost out of respect for the player I don't think they were going to try and squeeze every last penny out I think they were going to be happy to get money that they perhaps wouldn't have expected to get a year before so yeah. Maybe once he was linked with replacing Ben White after um, they had sold him to us, and obviously they had the money there. Him and so Dunk thought, is an uncompromising partnership. Uh, I, I thought one. I thought that might be the one to happen. Uh, Connor, is there one for you that stands out? Yeah, it's Lingard. Obviously, you know, yeah. from the get go, <laughs> I, I was expecting it the whole way, and then it all broke down. So I thought, okay, well, maybe it's not happening. And then Ronaldo signs, and you just sort of think, yeah, you know, that's signing it over. Um, I think like I said, that is brilliant it. insight into a West Ham fan's mind. There, he's seen Ronaldo sign and instantly thought of Lingard. That was the first. Yeah, that was my first. My third, first thought was, couldn't care less about the fact that <laughs> Ronaldo's back in the prem. <laughs> we might be getting a player here. Didn't happen. Um, but like I said at the start of the pod as well, Rice after Rice coming out and saying how frustrated he was, that also did shock me. You know, oh. I was surprised that there was no. Yeah. Well, not even so much a sale, just no interest. Right. Yeah, I did think that would trigger a summer saga, and it yeah. never happened, did it? It's bizarre, you know, because the contract that we obviously turned down multiple contracts in the summer as well, because they were going, yeah. okay, we'll, we'll pay you 50000 a week. It's like, don't do that for your best player. Yeah. <laughs> um, with Yarmolenko. No, I won't go there. I won't go there. Flaxen, um, any. One of your surprise wasn't sold. I think Lingard and Kane are massively, you know, they're they're the obvious ones. I think that point on Matt Phillips was top class. To be fair, that you look at you look at maximum value and you Liverpool try and sell people at the top. Rian Brewster, we touched Rian Brewster. Sorry, we touched on that was witchcraft. We, you know, we rocked. <laughs> we absolutely. You've you got to put that right up there in the top draw with with that of what Dan James is. You've got eleven million for Harry late. Wilson. I know. This is what I mean. They, we sell players when they're going to be worth the most. Nat Phillips is never going to be worth that again because he won't be able to play first-team football. Yeah. He won't be on the TV. So People aren't going to see him like that. Yeah, exactly. You have to sell at the top when they're playing the most football. So, yeah, that would massively shock me. I was going to go a bit more sort of surprising, but I didn't have an exact name in terms of one of the big... I expected a bigger move out of the Prem, potentially... You know, a Raheem Sterling, a Riyad Mahrez um, with Jack Grealish coming in to potentially fund that Harry Kane move. Or even, you know, a Christian Pulisic out, uh, a Hudson-Odoi. 
but I'm going to settle on Hudson Odoi. I just obviously Dortmund are still in. They were still talking. Okay, last Chelsea rejected. rejected that today. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I don't see why one of those big wingers haven't. You know, I, I expected there to be a big move out of the Prem this year, and I don't think we've got it, have we? And I'm if going to say Hudson Odoi. The best numbers of Sterling's career after he's gone to Man City. The first time was after Alexis Sanchez signed for United and he was linked in a swap deal with Arsenal and that perked him up and he went on a great goal-scoring run then. And you look at his form at the Euros and that was directly after he was mentioned in a swap deal for Harry Kane. So you linked Sterling with a move to North London <laughs> and his form just goes through the roof and maybe then City consider that maybe he's worth keeping. Look, is there, is there anyone I've not asked that question, by the way? Me? No. Oh, go on. Sorry, I keep forgetting. <laughs> Your face isn't on my screen. <laughs> well, to be fair, Lingard was the obvious one. Um, <clears throat> I think if I'm just thinking outside the box a little bit more in terms of United, maybe Pogba just because he's done his normal flirting and this getting to the point now where we either get money for him or we'll let him go on a free. Um, probably get revisited again in January, I'm assuming. Jones. Phil Jones was was on my list as well. I think that's yeah, a good point. Yeah, we'll go in on him. What's gone on there? But he's obviously just going to see out his contracts. And did you, yeah, did you see to... Ollie coming out to defend him after Rio went in on him? Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, um, Ollie came out saying Rio's bang out of order, and he doesn't see the work Phil Jones puts in putting his body on the line. Like he's uh, the Undertaker coming back for WrestleMania each year. I don't particularly like Rio. I didn't really see what was overly controversial about what he said. Basically, he said he should get out the club, which it's probably is true. I know it's coming from Rio. He singled him out when there's 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 far worse culprits down the years of examples of players picking up a wage. And I think Rio is just the insufferable bastard as it is. Yeah, I, bloke. I won't disagree so with you there. Help. Oh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. He just... Oh, just he's the king of cringe, isn't it? Just a little yeah. I think all out... of our favourite videos of him is where he... You know where they, they do the meme yeah. and they, they put him on and he claps his hands and goes, <laughs> yeah. put it on the dip, oh, put it on the table, sign, sign it. it. Yeah. And then, you know, it quickly cuts to 3-0, home <laughs> defeat. And you're just... A picture of him sad and you're just like, this is honestly content. This is I've what I signed up for. Said on air, the first time I ever posted that on Twitter was straight after they just lost three 0 to Everton, went into the ground and watched us surrender top four to Crystal Palace at home. <laughs> and I've never laughed before at another team before going into a game again because I know what happens. Life comes at you first. Yeah, very fast. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you just don't joke when you've got Mustafi in, in your lineup. Is probably a good uh, basis <laughs> to go on. Uh, last question I had then. So, of all the deals we've seen, which team has improved the most? And I'll go to you first, dear TK. Um, I I kind of initially wanted to pick Villa because I feel like they've done well with spreading the cost of the greenish money. Basically, Ings, Buendia and Leon Bailey is probably as good as Villa are going to get. Um, I did notice, again, they never miss. Leicester have had another great window. Yeah. Like, you just mentioned Samari. Daka will obviously see what he can do, but he looks a player. Vestergaard for not a lot of money. And Bertrand, I mean, it's great business. Yeah, 
I know um, we've spoken about wages today more than we perhaps have before. We got United to blame for that. I think the Bertrand one maybe works better for them than it would have other clubs because they've got a lower wage bill for other people. I mean, reportedly he was looking for 100 grand plus for a deal and he was looking for three, four years. And I think he got a four-year deal in the end and he's 31 years old. So that's If you will where... give Colasso that sort of money, then these guys will. Well, we go to Nuno Tavares then uh, and hope we get <laughs> Kolasinac out. Um, is that who you'd go for then, Leicester? But then on the flip side, have they? Got, how much better have they got? I'll, I'll give them not to Villa just. I actually think they have got better. I think Leicester are probably just marginally better. I thought the answer here was quite clear in United's favour when you look at what they've done. Improve their defence, improve their <laughs> strike force. I just didn't want to say I mean, in all honesty. Uh, I was. Uh, well, I, will, I will show my hand. I mean, I guess Chelsea could be, you know, the answer. Yeah. But I didn't want to say that. Uh, you build them up and then you get a bit more pleasure out of it. Then uh, that is it backfires. Yeah. Um, Sean, what about you? Yeah, yeah, I probably would say United. Um, I think like Villa's a good shout. Uh, I guess just Grealish leaving maybe takes a bit off that. Um, so yeah, I think it would be like Chelsea, obviously very strong anyway, and Lukaku has, has added on to it. He's obviously big for them, but I don't think it's as big as United, as we touched on getting Moran. Sancho, we've talked about, but if he does fulfill the potential, then it's a great player as well. And then Ronaldo could is probably going to guarantee some goals as well. So. Yeah, United. I think I don't want to cut you off here, Sean. If uh, I don't know, I know we're running a bit later here. If everyone has an extra uh, five minutes, half is just has to be dialed in. If anyone's interested in what this swine has to say, <laughs> well, yeah, but just let me get my answer in first before he is. That I go on go with Chelsea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think when it comes to where they improve, all right, they haven't made as many signings as as United have. They just strengthen where they need to. They're not just signing players for the sake of it. Yeah. I think that's that's the key to it. Is on on paper, United and Chelsea are just leagues above. I think. Um, but the only thing they were missing is is a striker that can get goals, and that's what they've gone and got. Yeah. I think that's there. Yeah, that's hundred percent. He's here. This hello, hello, everyone. Hello. We were just about to close up. Well, you thought you'd say the best or last? Well, we've all uh, got yeah, our Chelsea talk out of the way. <laughs> yeah, we've covered Chelsea, mate, so you, you can't actually talk about them. <laughs> Sorry, boss. Shit, I'm, I'm all out of ideas. <laughs> we get me out to try. Well, I imagine, Jack, you're gutted this evening because you didn't want to sign any more players in bloody <laughs> Chelsea you know what they're like they only got and brought in a uh, Champions League level midfielder I know I mean there's levels to this game I guess um, it is literally the only position in the squad that you could argue that we needed a fourth back <laughs> 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 yeah oh my word Kovacic Kante Mount it's, it is mad. It is. And Rice still walks in. I can't really wrap my head around that. I'm looking at that team. It's like one of those Adidas All-Star teams from FIFA a few years ago. I just couldn't... <laughs> I just can't get my head around how they're all going to get game time. But I guess they just think 
challenge all fronts this season as the only breed. Because to be fair, with Kante's injury record, we can't use him every single game. So this will allow us to potentially rest him in games where before we wouldn't be able to. So that's that's my thinking. But, but yeah, they, they don't do it by us. I, I, I tweeted out earlier, actually, that like that window of Drinkwater, Bakayoko, Zappa Costa um, <laughs> was, was just a test for to, to see how much we could kind of withstand. And then these last two windows, they've just gone, you know what? As a reward for going through that window, here you go, have these players. Okay, now, Luke, you must be due a hell of a gift in the next couple of transfer windows. In Bappé and Holland next year. <laughs> I mean, we've, I've mentioned uh, this clown earlier in the window. And I, I don't mean, uh, earlier in the episode, I don't mean you, Jack. Um, <laughs> I was wondering. Kave has just gone on Sky Sports claiming... Uh, Tommy Asu's agent was texting him earlier in the window to ask if he knew of any Premier League clubs needing a right back. What the hell is wrong with this bloke? <laughs> I've never hated someone more in my life. <laughs> I hated him at first with um, when we were in for Zahar and he was just talking nonsense the whole time. If we're supposed to believe, he's also said that he also didn't know uh, his client's best position. So I don't know. What kind of tomfoolery <laughs> this guy's on? He's got the smuggest face known to mankind oh, as well. He's it's awful. So smug. And the Fenerbahce president has just come out saying that Kalasanach contacted him asking for a three-year contract and three million a year, and they plus a signing on. No, three-year contract, three million euros a year, and a three million signing on fee. And they didn't fancy that, so it looks like he's staying at Arsenal. <laughs> so, Jack, just before we close out, we've essentially said you've got no excuse not to win the league after this transfer window. No, I, there isn't anything that I would fall back on. Like if we don't win it, it would be a failure. I think now. Right, get this on records. <laughs> yeah, time and time and date. I mean, would you, I look at, I look would at you trust squad. Frank to win the league with this squad? What if you had Jody Morris with him? <laughs> <laughs> In fact, two, two transfer windows ago, Jack did declare Jody Morris <laughs> as the biggest deal of the window. I, that is absolute <laughs> slander. Libel. So true. That doesn't sound like what we do on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure a slight embellishment even helps you there, Jack. I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> if it's even in the ballpark of what you said, yeah. it's not great. However, I mean, from Jody Morris bringing us all those players, we've raised. That them. seems a long time ago. We've raised it. I sat on my kitchen table. We've raised enough money to be able to fund these transfers. I felt a lot better than going into the season with Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah I, I think I look at our squad in all seriousness, and like, man for man, there aren't many better than it in the league. I think even even City, or the Champions yeah, League. All that, I mean, PSG potentially. It's just, I, I, I can't quite believe we've got this squad. This is the best squad now, I think. I think it's yeah. taken City. Now that you got the striker and they didn't, and Saul is an unbelievable bit of business. I, I just, I find it odd because I don't know who I'd play now. I'm glad that's not up to me. Um, it's only an option. We feel for well, you. So we you all feel for you. take him at the end of it. Mm. I think 
yeah, it, it's kind of a rod for your own back situation where if we don't go and win at least two trophies this season, it'll be seen as an absolute. I think two comes like up it. for the challenge. I, like I think, yeah. I, yeah, I think so. I think like we were at, like, it was pretty even the Liverpool game. You could say we were edging it in the first half slightly by chances created, maybe, but. Sure. Um, yeah, I think definitely Tupac's got his playing some unbelievable football. And when I look at Man City, and obviously they're great against the kind of lower league sides, pumping them 5 0, like your Norwiches and your Arsenals. Um, <laughs> but when they come up against like, a hard opposition, nice. they seem to go to pieces a little bit now, kind of lose their, lose their head. Look at that Spurs game, that lives long in the memory. So. Yeah, I'm optimistic, but also that, that brings its nerves because if we lose, just optimistic. I, I will literally never hear the end of it if we, lose, if we don't win anything this season. Hudson is always having to look for a way out because he's not getting that game time. Yeah, I would have thought alone to Dortmund would have been probably the best. You'd think, yeah. However, we are pretty light in the right wing back position. Blimey. Well, I think that just about does us. It's uh, been a longer pod than I expected, but great to have everyone on. Ran a lot smoother than I uh, anticipated as well. So uh, thank you to everyone that joined us today. I was going to say the people that have left us, but that sounds quite uh, morbid. Morbid, isn't it? Yeah, so, uh, it was that long a pod. People died yeah. halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> so much appreciated. Hopefully... By the time we do uh, the podcast next week, the transfers we've spoken about haven't all fallen through um, <laughs> and, and ruined the episode. So hopefully that all gets done. We'll be back next week. We'll find something to talk about for the international break. Goodbye. <laughs>